Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, so I got caught up last week in uh, switching between um, Anchor and Acast, and I completely forgot to do the weekly wrap-up. So here it is, and I apologize for it being woefully late. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it it escalates on a sliding scale of... You know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use 
any amount. So like any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash Sacrilegious Discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened on Friday? It feels to me like there was some more fucking kings. There was more reigns of more kings. And yes. then there were some other kings? Yeah. Maybe a few more than that, too. There really were. This, I, I just, it's just kings. It's raining kings. It's raining kings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of kings. It's raining kings. Right. Ooh. Yeah. 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 You sing it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That happened. Okay. One of them got leprosy. Oh, okay. Well, you know, at least there was something that happened other than kings. One guy only ruled a month. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I mean, yeah. Some of them did good in the Lord's eyes and some did bad. Kings. Yeah. Okay. So that was uh, 2 Kings chapter 15. Correct. And today we're getting into... 2 Kings chapter 16. Let's do this. Okie dokie if you say so. Okay, before I get into this chapter, I just wanted to say that uh, I found a Bible in our house. You did. You it was did. A, like a hard bound, hard copy paper yeah. Bible. Do you even know where you got it? Um, I think I picked it up when I was going to church that couple years when we were um, talking to that one really cool pastor yeah, that yeah. Um, was more into history than he was into actual like bible stuff right right and i picked it up with the idea that i might kind of read it maybe sure and what's really funny is that was probably like a good 15 years ago right and so i was looking at it thinking about maybe reading that instead of our online one fucking print though the print is tiny and i'm not old but apparently i'm old Right. Because I would need a fucking magnifying glass. Yeah. But one thing that it was good for, and this is particularly why I mentioned it, 
holy shit, I'm able to see physically how far we are through the Bible. We're about a third of the way through the Bible. That is a cool aspect of having it, like just to see where we are. Yeah. So. What a cool thing. I mean, I had no idea we were so far. Like, it felt like we were really getting along through the Bible, and we are. Yeah. So, yeah. that excited me. Definitely. Um, I want to mention one thing while we're going on about other things here. Okay. Um, since we did mention it in our um, book club episode, but... No, we didn't mention it in our book club episode. We mentioned it um, while we weren't recording the book club oh, episode, that's but right. that's you right. did we like a live, like a live or whatever, yeah, yeah. but nobody I'll, was I'll in be, there. I'll be playing with that, too, at some point. Yeah. But um, we... Um, well, I... Mostly, but because wife doesn't do the podcasty side of things, I don't do tech stuff. Yeah, so um, I got frustrated with with Anchor. You did because they they kind of they changed their ad way the way of ads things that they were doing the way they were doing which would have been cool. It would have been cool because we would have been getting more ads, and which means we have been getting paid more. Yeah, and the ads would have sounded more um, professional and stuff. Definitely. Yeah, very cool. But. Then they started telling us that we had no listeners. Like, all of a sudden, overnight, they're like, oh, wait, we owe you no money, and at or we owe you more money, and at the same time, suddenly, nobody's listening to your podcast. Yeah, and then I went Isn't to go... Isn't that funny? And then, and then I went to go um, check the uh, um, the stats, because I, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, yo, um, we're not showing any listens on our newest episode, and they're like... It can take up to 24 hours for them to populate on there. And then once they did populate, they were populated at about two-thirds of what we would normally have for that time frame. And it was and like, I was get like, the fuck out of I here. I don't trust this. I feel like you guys are fucking scamming me. Yeah. And this isn't the first time this has happened. I wouldn't, I'm not just jumping ship, like, to just jump ship. But, like, we decided it was time to move on. I, well, and besides, So now we're with Podbean. Besides that, um... Anchor is owned by Stitcher, and I'm not trying to fuck with Stitcher, quite honestly, well, because yeah. um, that whole Joe Rogan thing, I'm just like, fuck Stitcher. It's a happy accident, you know? Yeah, it was like, you know what, We give me an excuse, and they did. Yeah, so, so there may be a few things that are going to be slightly different here and there, as far as how things are happening with ads and, and whatnots. So and it just, may take us a few days to get our yeah, shit together. So bear with us and we'll, get it, we'll get it straightened out, I think, hopefully. <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's just the two of us, you know, we gotta we gotta figure it out ourselves. So we're always kind of like bear with us because it's always a little always bit something. It's always a bit of a mess. I mean we have a real janky setup, so you we know we really do. It is yeah. what it is. But thank you everybody for those who stick with us and particularly our patrons who yes are supporting us and and we owe you more than what we're supplying currently and thank you yes definitely <laughs> thank you and we appreciate everything so all right let's go ahead and get into this now all and right now we've rambled on for four and a half minutes about you know it's other a, other things it's part of our our being up front with our listeners well yeah yeah no, letting you guys know what's going on but now that they're bored you know well, fuck let's, off let's read the bible and bore them some more if if you are bored fuck off <laughs> eat my ass Okay. Wow! Wow! Well, seriously, That's some I got strong words there. I got some shit to say. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't make you listen to me. It's true. Cool. It's true. They chose. They chose be, to click that play button. Don't be bored, asshole. They did. Okay. So, Second Kings chapter sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yep. Ahaz, son of Jotham. Ahaz. Ahaz. Not Ahab. Ahaz. Ahaz. Not, okay. All right. Ahaz. Ahaz, son of Jotham. 
began to rule over Judah in the 17th year of King Pekadagayo's reign in Israel. Oh, okay. All okay. Right. Yeah. Ahaz was 20 years old when he became king. Okay. As opposed to our seven-year-old, seventy-year-old um, president. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our almost eighty-year-old president. Right. Right. And he reigned in Jerusalem sixteen years. Not a bad run. Not yeah. a bad run. I mean, as things go, you know. Oh, but guess what? He did what's evil in the eyes, Lord. He did Lord's not eyes. do what was pleasing oh, in that, the sight of the yeah, Lord his God. That's, that's what I meant. As his ancestor David had done. Mm, Wait, mm. what? He didn't. He didn't do good. Not like, you know, David had done good. Oh. So this is a Judah king? I guess. I don't know. Huh. Jerusalem. He was, he reigned in Jerusalem. Okay. But All he right. didn't do good like David did. Interesting. Okay. Instead, he followed the example of the kings of Israel, even sacrificing his own son in the fire. Oh, damn. Damn. That's not cool, That's man. That's gross. Right? But Why'd you I, do it? But again... um, we kind of looked into this a little bit, and let us not forget that they truly did think when they were sacrificing their children that they yeah. were. Um, it's they, like the ultimate sacrifice. They're, yeah, you know, they were really, giving up, really making a sacrifice. They were giving up the thing most precious to them when right. they did that. Yeah. I, it's gross. I'd never do it. I'd be like, "Fuck that god." But they had but their reasons. They, I guess they did have reason, and it wasn't just like um, praying to a devil. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. In this way, he followed the detestable practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of the Israelites. I mean, they did the I don't, Lord I mean, drive them away. That's not really what that's happened. That's not what exactly. happened because they were still there, and they still are there. Yeah, actually, to this day. To the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he offered sacrifices and burned incense at the pagan shrines and on the hills and under every green tree. If God had driven them away. There wouldn't be pagan shrines. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, like, you it's know, true. They they were there already before this king started worshiping at them. Yeah. And they've been there for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of bad phrasing and also, right? yeah. fuck off. And not a very good, you know, like, uh, benchmark for God. You right. Know? Like, yeah. He, it's, yeah. He missed, failed. He missed you that failed, yeah. sir. Right. My, my good sir lord guy, you failed. Yeah. Then King Raisin... Uh, it may be reason or Razan, but okay. I like reason of Aram and King Pika de Gaio of Israel came up to attack Jerusalem. Yeah. They besieged. Um, you said, yeah, like that, that tracks. I mean, it's all that, that it's all happening. They're they just all, like, yeah, they're going to go they attack rain them and, and, whatever they, and they do bad and they fight. Yep, right. Yep, yep. Yep. They besieged Ahaz, but could not conquer him. Oh. At that time, the king of Edom. Which is funny because we literally were just reading about them in Asimov's book. Right. Had recovered the town of Elath for Edom. He drove out the people of Judah and sent Edomites to live there as they do to this day. Oh, okay. To this, the day this book was written. Yeah, whenever that day is. Yeah. King Ahaz sent messengers to King Tiglath-Pilazar of Assyria with this message. Okay. I am your servant and your vassal. Come up and rescue me from the attacking armies of Aram and Israel. Then Ahaz took the silver and gold from the temple of the Lord and the palace treasury mm. and sent it as a payment to the Assyrian king. So he basically sent out some um, steam cloud help messages and was like, help, help. Right, right. So the king of Assyria attacked the Aramean capital of Damascus 
and led its population away as captives, resettling them in Kier. He also killed King Raisin. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. So, bye. Yeah, bye. Yeah. King Ahaz then went to Damascus to meet with King Tiglath-Pilasar of Assyria. While he was there, he took special note of the altar. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, but like what's special about that altar? Mm, was it pretty? Was I'm it made of gold? <laughs> right. Then he sent a model of the altar to Uriah the priest along with its design in full detail. He was like, nice altar. This is the king that's worshiping another gods yeah. right yeah okay all right. but he's like that he's altar like, i want to worship that one that Sounds altar cool. is badass right yeah i fucking live for this altar <laughs> man if i had an altar like that all my problems it's would be all solved. about the cool factor for the altar mm-hmm. you know it's mm-hmm. gonna be the coolest altar i never all the altars. i never get a cool altar right why yeah. don't you build me a cool altar babe i don't have the tools to you do have tools no i i got rid of them remember oh you did sell those tools, yeah all i've you? got now is basically a router but you have a hammer and nails, and we can get wood. <laughs> you, I, want me, you want me to just, like... I demand like, an altar. Whittle you an altar? I demand an altar. I guess I got whittle one. You better meet me an altar. All right, I'll get on it. Okay. Uriah followed the king's instructions and built an altar just like it, and it was ready before the king returned from Damascus. Wow. When the king returned, he inspected the altar and made offerings on it. Okay. He presented burnt offering... And a grain offering, and he poured out a liquid offering, and he sprinkled the blood of peace offerings on the altar. Is this a the Lord's altar, though? Like, I, don't, I, like, what is I this? have no idea. Okay. Then King Ahaz removed the old bronze altar from its place in front of the Lord's temple oh. between the entrance and the new altar and placed it on the north side of the new altar. Okay. I don't really I understand what's that happening. Exactly, but okay. He's moving shit around. Yeah, he's rearranging. It's, yeah. It's, Decoration day. We recently rearranged our furniture, but we, we did. did not put in a new altar. No, no new altar. We altars. did put in a new bookshelf, though. Well, we, yeah. I mean, we repurposed a... <laughs> we repurposed a bookshelf. Yeah. We, yes. we moved it from here and put it there. Yes. Indeed. He told Uriah the priest, use the new altar for the morning sacrifices of burnt offering, the evening grain offering, the king's burnt offering and grain offering, and the burnt offerings of all the people, as well as their grain offerings and liquid offerings. Sprinkle the blood from all the burnt offerings and sacrifices on the new altar. The bronze altar will be for my personal use only. Mm. Ah. Okay. Uriah the priest did just as King Ahaz commanded him. He's like, I'm going to cover all my bases, and y'all get to pray with me to the Lord, but then in private, I'm still going to use this old offer for my pagan shit. Or something. Right? But it was like the Lord's altar, though, so like maybe he's trying to do you know offerings to the Lord and private too while also going out sometimes and doing pagan worshiping or something well no the new one is the one that he's saying right but they removed the one from the temple so like it was the lord's altar before the one that they just installed oh i don't really understand i i don't either but i mean that's what they were doing so then the king removed the side panels and basins from the portable water carts he also removed the great bronze basin called the sea oh from the backs of the bronze oxen and placed it on the stone pavement. Huh. Remember when Maybe David the, built that yeah, giant thing? Or was that like, Solomon? Why did he take him off of the fucking... The sea. Yeah. The giant bath. And the, the like, carts were made bath. to cart the water in and stuff. So, yeah. like, what are you going to use to cart the water in? I don't think he's putting water in there anymore. What's he putting? I mean, like, what's he's going like, in there? He's like, fuck this sea. Fuck okay. this giant bath. All right. 
I got no Bathsheba. I don't need a giant bathtub. I guess, I guess. In deference to the king of Assyria, he also removed the canopy that had been constructed inside the palace for use on the Sabbath day, as well as the king's outer entrance to the temple of the Lord. The rest of the events in Ahaz's reign and everything he did are recorded in um, that fucking book. So yeah, things, yeah. yeah. That. We're just going to call it that fucking book. That fucking book. Okay? Yeah. yeah. When Ahaz was died, when, when Ahaz, he was dead, when, he, when, he, when he was dying, yeah. when he did a death. He did died. When he did died, he was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. Then his son Hezekiah became the next king. The end. Okay. So, Some more kings. Yep. And Just stuff. the one king, though. Just the one well, king. Yeah. Ahaz. Right. Yeah. And true. he rearranged furniture. Right. That's true. That's what he did. Yep. And he went to war. Yeah. And of course. Whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that. Kind of boring. And things. Honestly. It was a little bit. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I mean, it is what it is, right? It's I'm the ready to, Bible. I'm ready to get out of Kings, but I'm, I yeah. I know Chronicles ain't going to be that much better. No, I know. I know. But, you know, it's just, you can only hear so, so much about so many kings. And then there was like, another God, king. Damn. And then there was another king. And then there was another king. Kings. Like, none of them do anything different no. i just i need some stories right go back to the stories i need some giants i need some angels yeah i need some talking donkeys I need some shit to make fun of yeah you know yeah this is just like yep that was boring <laughs> right like you know that going in god yeah don't don't live up to our expectations <laughs> shit <sighs> all right well that was uh second kings chapter 16 sure as fuck was and tomorrow we're going to be back with second kings chapter 17 we'll see you guys then bye husband wait do you remember what happened yesterday a has no longer has a c <laughs> that's <laughs> correct <laughs> <laughs> That's not how I was going to phrase that, but yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah. He um, moved shit around, got a new altar, yeah. and got rid of the sea. Now, what's I don't really, know they, they didn't say he really got rid of it, though. They said he took it down off of the, off the, the pedestal. oxen's backs or whatever. So maybe he just, like, he just put it somewhere else and he just, like, ah, just take the oxen off. Well, what's really funny is I am at um, the part in... Um, uh, what am I trying to say? I have no clue. Okay, so I'm listening to back episodes. Yeah. And because I'm behind in listening, mm-hmm. and I am right at the part where the, the dude is building it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's funny. Gotcha. <laughs> it's funny listening to them build it, knowing that, <laughs> that, oh that we're reading it, and the guy is like, "Nah, I don't want this." <laughs> Right, right. So he's like, fuck this, fuck that, fuck these, fuck those. I want to put this over here. <laughs> right, right. Oh, I also had another thought about it, too. Oh, I know yeah. this is the intro, but hang on. Okay. Okay. So they gave almost as much description on the fucking measurements of that sea mm-hmm. tub yeah. as they did on the fucking ark. Yeah. That's ridiculous, considering. I mean, I don't know. The ark was pretty in depth as to what they said okay i was listening to the episode today and they were giving a lot of fucking measurements there was definitely a lot of measurements but i feel like the arc was more the arc definitely had more measurements but i'm just saying like the importance of the one as opposed to the other we shouldn't have had those measurements right right 
I, I don't understand what they were trying to say. Yeah. So anyway, that happened. That did happen. Yeah. All right. So that was Second Kings chapter sixteen. It was. And today we are getting into Second Kings chapter seventeen. Alrighty. Okay, Second Kings chapter seventeen. Okay. Hoshea, Hoshea, Hoshua, Hoshea. Uh, sure. Okay. Ho, ho, Hosea on the highest. <laughs> okay. Hosea, son of Elah, began to rule over Israel in the twelfth year of King Ahaz's rule, reign, not rule, reign in Judah. Okay. He reigned in Samaria nine years. Not mm, like. That wasn't a real long time. No. And, and not like the rain that comes from the sky. Right. The leadership right. rain. Yeah. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but not to the same extent as the kings of Israel who ruled before him. Yeah. I mean, who he's, could? He's a little bit better because those yeah. guys, they sucked. They sucked so hard. They did so evil in the Lord's eyes. Yeah, they were the evilest evils. Mm-hmm. How evil did you evil? More evil than this guy. Right? Yeah. King Shalmanes... Shal- Hold on. Let me try this again. King Shalmaneser of... Assyria attacked King Hoshea, so Hoshea was... I keep saying Hoshea, but it's Hoshea. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jeez. There's too many... Look, I'm off my game tonight. I'm not at my best. Um, my tooth hurts, and um, yeah, that's happening, and I'm wanting um, it to stop hurting. Got it. Okay? Yeah. Yes, I had it extracted, but it's not healing great. And my appointment is not for another three weeks to get it finished off. Okay. Finish me off. Finish it. Okay. Okay, so anyway, so Hosea was forced to pay heavy tribute to Assyria. Ah, that sucks. Yeah, he lost. Womp womp. But Hosea stopped paying the annual tribute. Oh, no. And conspired against the king of Assyria. Oh, no, not that. By asking king, so... Of Egypt, so so, <laughs> to help him shake free of Assyria's power. Oh man! Shake your love. I just can't shake your love. I don't even know what song that That's is. Debbie Gibson. Okay. I thought you loved Debbie Gibson. Hey, no. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Okay, Mister Eighties Shun guy. I mean, you know, Shun the Eighties. Okay, well, that was Debbie Gibson, okay. and it was a. Fun pop song. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. When the king of Assyria discovered this treachery, he seized Hosea and put him in prison. Just prison, huh? He didn't kill him? He didn't kill him. He just prisoned him. Yeah. Then the king of Assyria invaded the entire land. Well, sounds like, you know, he was just itching for a fight. Yeah. So. And for three years, he besieged the city of Samaria. Mm. Finally, in the ninth year of King Hosea's reign, Samaria fell. And the oh. people of Israel were exiled to Syria. Okay. I said exiled, but I exiled. think it's exiled. Yeah. They got exiled. Right. They got exed out. Right. They were settled in colonies in Hala along the <laughs> <laughs> Hala along the banks of the Habor River in Gozan. Okay. And in the cities of the Medes. In the cities of the Medes? Medes? Meads. Oh. Medes. M E D E S. Medes. 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 I would say Medes. I would say Medes. Okay, the Medes. Yeah. Okay. This disaster came upon the people of Israel because they worshiped other gods. 
You know no, they did. Yeah. They sinned against the Lord their God who had brought them safely out of Egypt and had rescued them from the power of the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Remember that one time? Yep. No, way, 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 way back. In the way back? Yep. Yeah. And boy, you never get to live that down. Nope. Remember that one good thing I did for you? <laughs> I mean, I did it shitty. I didn't do a great job at it. Right. But remember that one time I did one good thing? Yeah. Never yeah. forget it, bitches. Never. Even though you weren't there, and even though it was hundreds of years before you were born. Right. They had followed the practices of the pagan nations the Lord had driven from the land ahead of them. He but again, and how many times has well. he fucking said that? Yeah. Like, yeah. No, he didn't drive them away because no. they were still there. They're always there. To They're going to the keep being there. Yep, yep. So. As well as the practices the kings of Israel had introduced. The kings oh, of so Israel. Oh, like, so kings of Israel, they're, they're introducing yeah. new practices, huh? I guess. They're like, eh, let's do some other crazy worship shit here. Let's blame let's blame the kings of Israel for the Canaanites. Right, yeah. What? That doesn't make any fucking I don't sense. Know. The people of Israel had also secretly done many things that were not pleasing to the Lord their God. Yeah. Secretly. Yeah. So secret that the people that wrote this shit know what it was. Well, I how mean, secret obviously was it? God would have to know, right? He knows everything. Well, so. yeah, but how did the people know? And God told them. Oh, did he? No. No. But, you know. Guess what they did. What did they do? They built pagan shrines for themselves in all their towns, from the smallest outpost Wait, to the that, largest walled city. That's not a secret. That's it's not fucking a secret. out in the open. Like, I have to tell you something. Everybody knows. <laughs> they set up sacred pillars and asherah poles at the top of every hill and under every green tree. That still seems pretty obvious yep, to me. We already knew like, this. Yeah, there it is. Oop, there it is. <laughs> they offered sacrifices on all the hilltops, just like the nations the Lord had driven out from the land ahead of them. Except for, Except for they, they didn't. They didn't dr- he didn't drive them out. I mean, out. there was that whole thing where they were, like, fighting, you know, and then they were like, and, they and we drove them all everyone. out. And then, like, wait, no, we're still fighting them. And then they and never really left because they're still here. They were all wiped out. And then we married some of them. And wait, then, what? And then they keep referencing back to, like, I know. remember when we drove them all out, but we didn't, but we did, but we didn't? Right. And I'm like, wait, what? This book is whack. It doesn't know its own history. Right? So the people of Israel had done many evil things, arousing the Lord's anger. Mm. You know what? When I hear the word arouse, I don't <laughs> think of anger. No. What do you think of when you hear the word arouse? I think of whatever the context brings, you know? Really? Just saying. Are you trying to be better than me right now? I mean, yeah. You heard the word arouse and you knew I was going to get stuck on it. I knew you were going to get stuck on it, yeah. You knew me or you knew the word? I knew you. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, the word arouse. Like, if you just are like, one, two, three, go, arouse. Right. With no context. Definitely sexual and connotation. See? That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay, yes, they, oh, yes, comma, they worshipped idols. Yes, they worshipped idols. I mean, I'm not, I'm just not. I know. This is not shocking news, bad people, despite the Lord's specific and repeated warnings. Yeah, like, God doesn't mean shit to these people. They don't care. They don't give a fuck. They just keep doing what they do. They're like, go ahead, punish us, whatever. We live shitty lives. We don't have Netflix. And they don't really fucking believe in Yahweh. No, they don't believe in any of them. They just want to live their life. I they mean, want to like, eat dinner that night. I, they, they might believe that there are greater powers, right? Right. And they might be like, hey, I'm going to pray to all the gods to see if I can get this to stop. And if it does, they're like, oh, thank you, whichever this god I felt like I prayed god? to more. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And 
But that's about it. Like, if you can solve my problem, dude, and this is like the, you know, Iron Age, I'm going to be like, hell yeah, man. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right. But mostly they just want to eat dinner and watch Netflix. Seriously. Yeah. And gladiator fights. But they don't have Netflix yet. So that's why they're depressed. Yeah. I'm telling you, that's... They got the shoe ceremonies, though. The the sandal ceremonies. The sandal ceremony and the barley parties. Yeah. Again and again, the Lord had sent his prophets and seers to warn both Israel and Judah, quote, turn away from all your evil ways. Obey my commands and decrees. The entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey and that I gave you through my servants, the prophets. But the Israelites would not listen. They were as stubborn as their ancestors who had refused to believe in the Lord their God. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They did. That's true. Right. Correct. And humanity still is here. And and let me tell you something. They didn't have a lot of reason to not be the way they were. Right. God no, I mean, didn't just really not, yeah. come they, through. There's just nothing special about what's going on. There's, so. there's little prize. There's only punishment. Right. And at that... The little prize that comes now and again is so fucking willy-nilly. Yeah. What is the plus? Why? What are they going to get out of it? So that you might hypothetically avoid famine or something like that, but you can't really attribute that specifically to God because there's, like, millions of other gods that they're worshiping, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, what are they supposed to believe? Why are they supposed to trust this one thing? Not only that, but if you're like, okay, I'm going to believe in you. And that means that we're not going to have famine. Nope, you believe for the wrong reason. So fuck you. The earth will right. swallow you now. Well, and I'm sorry, but like even the the fights that they're having right now, God is back, quote unquote, backing people that are considered evil. So I like, know. why should anybody believe what God says? There's God is being so ingenuous about everything that disin- or disingenuous. disingenuous. I'm sorry, you yeah, know, I, I yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, disingenuous about everything that it's just not. It's just not worth. It's not worth your it. Your time, you it's know? It's just not worth it. That, to me, sums it up. It's just not worth it. Right. He's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. They rejected his decrees and the covenant he had made with their ancestors, and they despised all his warnings. I would, too. Yeah. They worshipped worthless idols, so they became worthless themselves. <laughs> Did they? They seem to have procreated and, and had more kids that continued right, on yeah. and to this very day. Right. You know, mm-hmm. they followed the examples of the nations around them, disobeying the Lord's command not to imitate them. They rejected all the commands of the Lord, their God, and made two calves from metal. Oh, no, not the calves again. Yeah. Yeah. They set up in a Asherah pole and worship Baal and all the forces of heaven. Wait, what? Wait, what? All the forces of heaven. That must be some sort of a mistranslation type thing. Either that or um, remember that time when there's more than one God? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But there's definitely something translation-wise there that's that's, uh, wacky. They worship Baal and all the forces of heaven. I mean... All the gods. Yeah, that whole... All of them. The entire pantheon of them. up there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They even sacrificed their own sons and daughters in the fire. They consulted fortune tellers and practiced sorcery and sold themselves to evil. I mean, to be fair, even Solomon, I think, consulted a fortune teller, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Arousing the Lord's anger. Because the Lord was very angry with Israel, he swept them away from his presence. Did he use a broom? Yeah, how did he do that? Or did did he he use a vacuum? Because in Ohio, you say you sweep things, but you use a vacuum when you sweep things in Ohio. Because Ohio is fucking weird with the way it uses its words. Well, you know, what are you going to do? 
I'm not and saying that, that you're sweep that shit under the rug and just keep moving <laughs> along. You know, you're you're gonna not say that you swept something with a vacuum cleaner. I say it all the time, and I got your sister to admit that it might not be a bad name. Whatever. I'm just saying. No. I think my sister was just tired of arguing with you. Well, I think you wore her down. That doesn't the, mean the that she agrees with you. The vacuum brushes do sweep across the carpet. So okay, but you don't. Fucking Ohio! You don't <laughs> call a vacuum cleaner a sweeper. But we do. I know you do, and it's fucking bullshit. Well, that's your Look, opinion. You know what? What? Our child was born and raised in Ohio, and even our child says hell to the no when so it comes just to calling one. one- question about that yeah who was our child's mother me and how do you feel about the word vacuum versus sweeper um do you think that my child would agree with me just because i'm their mother because when it they comes disagree to english, with me yes. yes when it comes to english because english is english because words wait what are you saying i'm saying that my child would agree with me only when it comes to grammar and the correct use of words but not because they agree with me because i'm their mom well they do trust your opinion on that so but they have corrected me on things before because they are a very smart person sure but you know it just is what it is well our child is looking at us and i think our child agrees with me i don't doubt it i heard sweeper and um What's it called? Vacuum? Vacuum. Mm-hmm. The different... I use vacuum. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I know. It's I know. a vacuum. I, it's, it's not a, vacuum. a fucking sweeper, right? You use a broom to sweep the not carpet and the vacuum to sweep the but not the, hardwood. The, 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 the <laughs> brushes on the bottom of the vacuum, they sweep across the floor. Well, so I don't want to hear your bullshit. You can sweep the carpet with I it. I should use it to sweep the stupid off of your brain. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> The child has spoken. Yeah. It is not a sweeper. Mm, So he used a broom. God used a broom to sweep them away from his presence. Yeah. Only the tribe of Judah remained in the land. He got rid of Israel. Wait, what? He just just got rid of Israel. Israel's gone. Fuck Israel, he said, and swept them away. But Israel is gone. It's gone. What does that mean exactly? He swept them away. But what does that fucking mean? It just says he swept them away. I don't. I don't believe this. I don't. I'm just telling he you what it says. He couldn't even fucking sweep away their enemies. <laughs> now he, he swept away Israel. He swept the whole planet away bullshit. before with a flood. He did. I mean, according to the Bible, he did. But even but. the people of Judah refused to obey the commands of the Lord their God, for they followed the evil practices that Israel had introduced. Wait, now Judah's doing the same fucking shit. But I bet he forgives. And he's Judah. just like he's like. God damn Israel's me. done. But, you know, Judah, eh, I don't know. We'll see. I I have such a hard time keeping Israel and Judah separate and remembering which one is supposed to be, like, the quote-unquote good guy, the good one, mm-hmm. and which one is the bad one. Because, like, they're the Israelites, I got, right? I got a bone to pick here, too. He waited until um, Israel had, like, the least bad king uh-huh. to then sweep them away. Yeah. Why? Because... I don't, I don't get it. Because the whole thing is bullshit is why. The Lord okay. rejected all the descendants of Israel. He punished them by handing them over to their attackers until he had banished Israel from his presence. Oh, so he just let them lose at war. Yeah. He, swept he didn't them actually away. like sweep them away. He just, they lost A battles and stuff. And he was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. He was like, fuck all of you. So that time when he said he, he would always be by their side. He's not. He lied. Well, yeah. Because he had caveats. Well, he does that. Yeah, he's always got caveats. But he doesn't always tell you about the caveats. 
No, he does not. And he doesn't give them a reason to hold their side of the bargain. Definitely not. For when the Lord tore Israel away from the kingdom of David, they chose Jeroboam, son of Naboth, as their king. But Jeroboam drew Israel away from following the Lord and made them commit a great sin. No, man. And the people of Israel persisted in all the ways, all the evil ways of Jeroboam. They did not turn from these sins until the Lord finally swept them away from his presence. That guy's got such a bad name. Jeroboam, poor guy. Just as all his prophets have warned. So Israel was exiled from their land to Assyria, where they remain to this day. Really? Yeah, Mm. that's what it says. Interesting. So he gave up on them. He turned from his own fucking people. He failed. I guess. He. Wow, what a shitty God. Your people... Your your people, yeah. Like you, he got sick of it. Apparently, he's like, you guys just don't get it, man. I'm I'm gonna move along. You guys are done. You have to believe in me, even when I do nothing. Right. So apparently, now they're all out there eating babies and yeah, doing all that because that's what happens when God abandons you, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're bad, but only to Israelites because the other people that live in the world around them, they don't mm-hmm. actually have those same things happen to them. Right. It's just Israelites that it happens to when God abandons them. Yeah. Because the other ones have their gods. But I can't believe... God has nothing to do with those people. I just can't believe that God deserted his own people. I mean, he's he's kind of a crybaby. He's honestly. a crybaby, and he's rude. Yeah. And he's a shit dad. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm very unimpressed with this God. Right. This is not a God I'm going to choose to worship ever. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> If even if I found out that there was such a thing as God, if it was this guy, I'm yeah, not in. Nah. I'm not in. Fuck it. Yeah, Fuck ahead, you. Go Fuck ahead and that. Me. Yeah. Okay. Next section. The king of Assyria transported groups of people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvim. Sure. And resettled them in the towns of Samaria, replacing the people of Israel. They took possession of Samaria. And lived in its towns. But since these foreign settlers did not worship the Lord when they first arrived, the Lord sent lions among them, which killed some of them. (laughs) He sent lions among them. Here, lions. Killed some of them. Go eat some of them. It wasn't like a mass murder or anything. Just some of them died of lions. Oh my gosh, did you hear? Yeah, God sent some lions and they ate some of them. But But to my recollection, God sent some lions to eat some Israelites too. So, you know. But what a shitty but, God that sends some lions to eat people. There's either lions or there's not, right? Mm-hmm. So I find I wonder if there really were lions in Israel. I don't know because, like, I don't I don't think of lions in Israel. You know. Like, well, I'll be honest. I have very little understanding of what that part of the world looks like. All I see is desert in my brain, and that can't possibly be true. Right. Well, so it's just, I am ignorant, and I have no idea if there would be lions. Literally, just like. South of Spain and Italy. So. So maybe there could be lions. Okay. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I'll look it up. We should look. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'll curious. look into like it and be like. Maybe they're very rare. Maybe they're like, you know, like they only come that way. So every so often. Do you but, think there's tigers and bears? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just. Oh, my. I don't, I, oh, my. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so a message was sent to the king of Assyria. The people you have sent to live in the towns of Samaria do not know the religious customs of the God of the land. Mm. He has sent lions among them to destroy them because they have not worshipped him correctly. Yeah. <sighs> fucking lions, man. They're just 
I'm so sorry. I'm I'm just stuck on I don't like you people. I'm going to kill some of you. What what? Right. How about if you win them over? How about if you do anything nice at all ever? How about you just present yourself like right? at all and prove, you know, your God. And then I think people would be like, okay, yo, I mean, yeah, I, I'm now, on. Now we're I'm good. in. Yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah. like, it's, you know, like, like today, right? Like we haven't seen anything that God has done for thousands of years, for thousands of years. If, if there ever was that thing, right. which there wasn't, but, right. but what I'm saying is like, what reason do we have to believe in God? We have None. no fucking reason. And the more and he I wants read us the to Bible, do it on faith and and some bullshit in the Bible. Yeah, no. The Bible is bullshit in and of itself. Yeah. And faith, like, uh, just a. I mean, I no. 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 It's stupid and no. Right. Because because here's the thing, no. <laughs> you know. Right. Right. The king of Assyria then commanded, "Send one of." The exiled priest back to Samaria. Let him live there and teach the new residents the religious customs of the God of the land. So, one of the priests who had been exiled from exiled why can't I say that word correctly? Exiled from Samaria returned to Bethel and brought the new residents. Oh, taught the new residents how to worship the Lord. But here, this is interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So, the Lord is still confined to a certain area. Yeah. Like, apparently, he's only all-powerful. In this one little corner. In this, yeah, in this little corner of the world. And and the Bible even states that. Right. Yeah. And it's just so weird to me. But America is all about him. Right. Well, we've co-opted this God to be the, you know, all-powerful of God universe. of the universe. And it's and, like, you guys, no, read like, your Bible. No, he was barely a fucking powerful God in Israel, for God's read sake. Read your fucking Bible, yeah. you guys. Because he ain't America. He, he really actually kind of despises you. Right. If we're getting right down to it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But these various groups of foreigners also continue to worship their own gods. In town after town where they live, they place their idols at the pagan shrines that oh, the people man. of Samaria had built. Yeah. Imagine that. They believed their own thing and did their own thing. Right. Huh. Yeah. It's wow. Crazy. Free people. Hate that. <laughs> From those Babylon worshipped idols of their... Wait, what? Those from Babylon. Sorry. (laughs) I'm really having a problem reading tonight. I apologize. Those from Babylon worshipped idols of their god, Succoth Banoth. That's a great name. I'm going to be looking that guy up. I need to know more about him. Right, yeah. Those from Kutha worshipped their god, Nurgle. Nurgle? You know what Nurgle? That's also a great name. You know what Nurgle makes me think of? What? Luna Lovegood um, when she saw Nargles. Yeah. Nurgles, Nurgles, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And those from Hamath worshipped Ashima. The Avites worshipped their gods. Oh, this is awesome! I mean, we're just getting all these There's names all these of gods. gods. Yeah. yeah. The war, the Avites worshipped their gods, Nibaz and Tartak, and the people from Sepharvaim even burned their own children as sacrifices to their gods, Adramalek and Anamalek. Wow. I, that's got to be a relation to Molech. You think? Yeah. And maybe they just—I don't know. Had a similar a like, drum. Yeah. I don't, Molech. Right. Yeah. And then sure. Anam right. Molech. Right. Right. You don't think that they're no, related? No, no, no. You're probably right. You're probably right. 
These new residents worship the Lord, but they also appointed from among themselves all sorts of people as priests to offer sacrifices mm. at their places of worship. And though they worship the Lord, they continue to follow their own gods according to the religious customs of the nations from which they came. Which so makes they sense. just they're worship covering, whatever gods. They're, they're covering, covering their all their bases. Yeah. Because yeah. there's no god actually presenting themselves. Right. They're just... You know, attributing things that happen in the world to these gods and saying, well, I prayed to all of them, so, like, hopefully... Or they're like, which one is the best one for fertility because right. we need to have right. a baby? Yeah. Which one is the best one for fields because we need to grow some food? Yeah. Which one is the best one for, I don't know, other situations, you right. know? Right, That kind of thing. Yeah. And this is still going on today, it says. Mm. And it is. I mean, to some degree. To some degree. Well, I mean, in countries, different countries have different gods. Yeah, but you know? I mean, we don't hear a lot about, like, Molex of the world. And, like, there's... No, the, but there's the, different The religions gods. have kind of called down to, like, less religions somewhat. I mean, but there's still a lot of different religions. Sure. With different gods. Definitely, definitely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. They continue to follow their former practices instead of truly worshiping the Lord and obeying the decrees, regulations, instructions, and commands he gave the descendants of Jacob, whose name he changed to Israel. Well, he got rid of Israel, though, so yeah, who right. fucking cares? Yeah, Yeah. For the Lord had made a covenant with the descendants of Jacob and commanded them, do not worship any other gods or bow before them or serve them or offer sacrifices to them, but worship only the Lord who brought you out of Egypt with great strength and a powerful arm. And there has literally been at no point a time when that has happened. Right. Not once. Right. Right. Like only because like people yell at them like Moses was really, you know, yelly at them and mm -hmm. said, but that was about the only time that was like the most godly they ever were. Right. Bow down to him alone and offer sacrifices only to him, he says of himself. Be careful at all times to obey the decrees, regulations, instructions, and commands that he wrote for you. You must not worship other gods. Do not forget the covenant I made with you and do not worship other gods. You must worship only the Lord your God. He is the one who will rescue you from all your enemies. My God. He's full of them. I'm the one that's going to rescue you, even though I don't. Like, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. You owe me big forever. Like, get over yourself, God. Right? Just do it, man. Yeah. Or like, or don't. Right. Go the fuck away. Yeah. Whatever. But the people would not listen and continue to follow their former practices. So while these new residents worship the Lord, they also worship their idols. And to this day... Their descendants do the same. The end. I don't get it. Like, I could be... Look, okay. I'm God, right? You're so, God. Sure. I'm God. Sure. I will be great if you do these things. And if you don't, then I will not. Okay. And then once you do those things, I will be kind of okay sometimes, sort of. But only then just a little bit. But then once you're bad again after that, then I'll be bad again. Hold on. If I um, worship you, does that mean that... There will be no more mi miscarriages? No. Like, um, will there be no more famines? No. What about rape? No. Will anything change? No. The better? No. Fuck off. Worship me. What do I get out of it? Nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? Like, I mean, it's, a, it's just, it, fuck this guy. Like, he, just, he just wants you to, like... 
like him because he wants to be liked. Like, no, I don't want to like you, dude. You're kind of you're stupid mean. And you're mean and stupid and right. mean. Yeah, I don't like you. So go go away now. Yeah, leave me alone or kill me. Whatever. Right. Yeah, just pick one, man. Just do something. Do something. Anything. Anything. <laughs> All right, all right. That was Second uh, Kings chapter seventeen, mm-hmm. and tomorrow we'll be back with Second Kings chapter eighteen. And we'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, God swept with a sweeper the uh, Israelites um, away. He yeah. did not use a sweeper. Oh, my God. But, yeah, he was like, you got to follow me, and you didn't. Right, right. And to this day, their this descendants day still are, are bad. In the bad. Yeah. They yeah. do bad, and they're swept. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much it. Okay. They did bad in God's eyes, and yeah. so God was like, fuck all y'all then. Right, right. Yep. So that was Second uh, Kings chapter 17. Sure as fuck was. And today we're getting into... Second Kings chapter 18. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Kings chapter 18. Okay. Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Son of Ahaz. Okay. Ahaz. <laughs> Began to rule over Judah in the third year of King Hoshea's reign in Israel. Man, I need like a sliding chart of all these when this king, that king. Not that it, I don't, oath. I don't, I don't really think this is going to matter at all. It's like, not, you know, like it's not. It's just like king, 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 king. Yeah, and it's just the the going back and forth between their overlapping rulerships. And there was some good stories earlier on. Yeah. Lately, there haven't been that many great stories. I mean, this there, last one with Israel well, getting swept away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was very. But interesting. I mean, there was more like epic stories earlier. Yeah, on, like individual, I mean? and then right. this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. Anyway. He was 25 years old when he became king, this uh, Hezekiah guy. And he reigned in Jerusalem 29 years. That's a good long time. His mother was Abijah. Okay. The daughter of Zechariah. Okay. He did was pleasing. Well, that's good. In the Lord's sight. Except for there, I'm sure there was something fucking wrong. Just as his ancestor David had done, because yeah. we all want to fuck we David. Like, we like David. We hate Jebediah. Je- no, wait. Je- Jebediah? No. No. Jeb- um, well, Jehoshaphat. Jeho- no, Je- Je- shit. Jeboam. Je- Jeroboam. Jeroboam. Jeez, man. That, that one was, guy. That was rough. That was hard. That was a journey. <laughs> I got there. We got there. Man, yeah, yeah. It was rough. Jeroboam was a was He's a an asshole. Yeah, yeah he David's did so good. Bad. Jeroboam bad. Even though a lot of people did worse than Jeroboam. They did. I mean, according to the Bible. Yeah. But poor you know, Jeroboam. Jeroboam. You know what? I think he, he got, got a, a raw rap. deal. Yeah. I want a shirt that says, <laughs> I feel for Jer- Jeroboam. Jeroboam got a bad rap. Justice for Jeroboam. Just, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Down with David, justice for Jer- Jeroboam. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Hezekiah removed the pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. How many times can this happen? <laughs> Several. I'm just, I mean, like, Multiple. Like, literally many. all the good kings have done the same fucking thing. Often. Lots. Yeah, right? <laughs> he, oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made <sighs> because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. Let me finish this, and then I have something to say about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The bronze serpent was called Nehushtan. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Now, I got to interrupt myself here, because 
currently I am reading, you know, Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And he is specifically talking about this thing as it's as it's being made. The first go around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so here so this we're, was the one that got like stopped all the snakes, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And we talked about a schleppus and the the caduceus and yeah, yeah. you know all of that. Right. Um. Very interesting stuff. So I want you to hold this moment in your head because I'm going to be talking about it more this weekend when we do the book Sacrilegious Book Club. Got it. Okay. Okay. Very interesting stuff here. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after his time. Damn. Better than David. Better than Solomon? What the fuck? What's going on here? Holy what? I thought Solomon was the wisest and the best ever, and David was also the same thing. What, what, what? But this guy's better. Man. He's the best ever. I love Hezekiah. So we're going to totally go on about this guy for like a couple of chapters, right? Well, he's got a bit to go, yeah. I this mean, this chapter, at least, we got to talk about his greatness. Certainly, they're not going to just do one chapter on the guy, right? I mean, the fact that he broke up um, Moses' dealio. He's, I mean, right? That's yeah, a big shit. It's a big shit. And he's the best. Yeah. The best ever. The best around. <laughs> yeah. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he carefully obeyed all the commands the Lord had given Moses. That's good of him. But he did break his snake stick. Yeah. Which, where was his snake stick? Was it in the ark? Because. I mean, they didn't. I don't. They haven't really even mentioned the ark lately. Nuh uh. They're like, eh, maybe it's. And I don't think it was in the ark because. I feel like the Ark must have disappeared during some of these king's reigns somewhere. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like, they raided like, it. Eh. They were like, I'm going to take this piece of gold and that piece of brass. I wonder if they ever actually admit to losing it in the Bible. That'd be cool. You know? Like, we'll, like oopsie. We'll keep it's an gone, eye out. We'll, you'll be the first to know. Right. <laughs> So the Lord was with him, and Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. He revolted against the king of Assyria and refused to pay him tribute. Yeah. He also conquered the Philistines as far distant as Gaza and its territory, mm -hmm. from their smallest outpost to their largest walled city. Get those Philistines. He did it. During the fourth year of Hezekiah's reign, which was the seventh year of King Hoshiah's reign in Israel, mm -hmm. King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked the city of Samaria and began a siege against it. Oh. Three years later, during the sixth year of King Hezekiah's reign and the ninth of King Hosea's reign in Israel, yeah. Samaria fell. Oh. Damn! That's not good for the guy. Right. But it's good no. for us. Good oh, wait, for... I thought that the... No, Samaria... I thought the king of Assyria was the one besieging. Samaria fell. Well, wait. Samaria's bad. The king of Assyria... What does it say? Read that again. Three years later, during the sixth year of King Hezekiah's reign and the ninth of King Hosea's reign in Israel, Samaria fell. Right, Samaria but, is bad. So we're glad they fell. Okay. I thought that, that Samaria was under the control of the of the king that we're talking about. Yeah. It, it fell. So good. No. What? No, I think you're wrong. No. Okay. Like, start higher. Start higher. Okay. The fall of Samaria during the fourth year of Hezekiah's reign, which was the seventh year of King Hosea's reign Hosea's in reign in Israel. Oh, yeah. King Shalmaneser of Assyria attacked the city of Samaria. Assyria attacked the king. They attacked Judah. What? Yeah. I thought Samaria was part of those other back It depends guys. on where you're, when you're talking oh, about who has see, what. Oh, see, I'm getting confused because it depends on if we're talking about... Um, 
Israel or Judah. Right, but we're not talking about either of them right now. We're talking about Assyria. I know. Which is completely separate. I know. But I thought, okay, I'm confused. (laughs) I thought Samaria was bad people, and so we are glad that Samaria fell. I mean, we're not glad of any of it. No, 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 no. no. But I mean, I thought that insofar as... No, Judah fell to Assyria in this case. At that time, the king of Assyria exiled the Israelites to Assyria and placed them in colonies in Hala, Hala, Hmm. along the banks of the Habor River in Gozan and in the cities of the Medes, Medes, for they were the Medes. We decided it was the Medes. Yeah. For they refused to listen to the Lord, their God, and obey him. Instead, they violated his covenant, all the laws that Moses, the Lord's servant, had commanded them to um, obey. Okay. Obey. Yeah. They didn't obey. They did not. Okay. I'm still confused. You don't get it? I thought Samaria fell, and so um, I thought that, like... Samaria is a town, is is a province or town or something. Where is it? It's somewhere near Assyria and Judah. So, like, it's in that area, like, right. you know, that little circle area and where Hezekiah, they all the time. Hezekiah is leading Judah, right? Yes. And so, I so thought it's like... They fell to Assyria. No. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so confused. Assyria. Who's leading Samaria? Samaria is not one of the factions. It's a town. I know, but who's in charge of Samaria? Until it fell to Assyria. Oh, I thought that Hezekiah was not in charge of Samaria. I thought Hezekiah was like, I'm going to get you, and then he got him. No. Oh, I was confused. I'm sorry. Too many places that start with A's and S's, and too many people that start with a J. And Israel, in my mind, is always supposed to be the good guys, and Judah is the good guys instead. And I'm, I mean, hypothetically, right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just all confused. I'm sorry, you guys. I mean, I'm a little confused myself, but it doesn't help when you confuse me more. (laughs) Hopefully, other people out there are confused with me, and they feel my plight if they've never read the Bible. Right. And if they have read the Bible, hopefully, they're laughing with me, not at me. Or both. Fuck off. I'm just saying. No, they have sympathy because it's it's confusing. Yeah. It is confusing. I have a hard time with all this history stuff. Yeah. Okay. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign... King Sennacherib of Assyria came to attack the fortified towns of Judah and conquered them. Uh-oh. But this guy was, Hezekiah was like one of the best kings. But he but he's just like got losing beat. all kinds of shit. Yeah. King Hezekiah sent this message to the king of Assyria at Lachish. 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 Yeah. Sure. I have done wrong. I will pay whatever tribute money you demand if you will only withdraw. Okay. What? I thought he didn't do that. I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm so confused. I thought it said it right at the beginning that he never paid tribute to these bad kings. No, I don't know. And now he's like, just kidding. I'm paying tribute to a bad king. Maybe this is a ploy. Let's hope so. The king of Assyria then demanded a settlement of more than 11 tons of silver and one ton of gold. Okay. To gather this amount, King Hezekiah used all the silver stored in the temple of the Lord and in the palace treasury. Mm. Hezekiah even stripped the gold from the doors of the Lord's temple. Damn. And from the doorposts he had overlaid with gold and he gave it all to the Assyrian king. Wow. 
this is so stupid. This is exactly the opposite of what the first couple sentences said happened. <laughs> no wonder I'm confused. None of it makes any fucking sense. Right. Nevertheless, the king of Assyria sent his commander-in-chief, his field commander, and his chief of staff from Lachish with a huge army to confront King Hezekiah in Jerusalem. Wait, even though he paid him? Yeah. Wow. And they were like, thanks for the money. Oh, but Never by mind, the way. we're still going to conquer you. Yeah. The Assyrians, I mean, like, you want, these, you want to take over, right? Mm-hmm. Now you don't have to go after the gold. They gave it to you. Right. Right. right? Like, like, what's the incentive to not attack? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, you gave us a lot of your gold, but we still want the rest of it. So. And also you to either die or be our slaves. Right. Yeah. The Assyrians took up a position beside the aqueduct that feeds water into the upper pool near the road leading to the field where clo- cloth is washed. Oh, well, yeah. You know that one place where they wash cloth? Yep. Yeah. I mean, no. No. But, yeah. Right. No. They summoned King Hezekiah, but the king sent these officials to meet with them. Elikiam, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator. Shebna, the court secretary. And Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian. Are these like the expendables? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, Then the Assyrian king's chief of staff told them to give this message to Hezekiah. This is what the great king of Assyria says. What are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think that mere words can substitute for military skill and strength? Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? I'm guessing God. On Egypt? If you lean on Egypt, it will be like a reed that splinters beneath your weight and pierces your hand. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, is completely unreliable. But perhaps you will say to me, we are trusting in the Lord our God. Yeah. But isn't he the one who was insulted by Hezekiah? Didn't Hezekiah tear down his shrines and altars and make everyone in Judah and Jerusalem worship only at the altar here in Jerusalem? Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. That, that's what he's, he did what was pleasing to God. And and he only tore down the 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 bad altars right. according to that. Yeah. So they're saying that. I don't know what they're saying. I don't know what I'm, they're saying. I'm either. a little bit lost here. I don't know, but unless he's still they, going on. Unless they're like those other gods were the good gods and your Yahweh is dumb. Yeah. Or something. That's what it sounds like. But I don't. I don't understand this. It's what it sounds like. It sounds okay. like he's like. I can't believe you took down all your fucking Asherah poles and whatnot. Right. Right. That's what it sounds like he's saying. Which yeah. I mean, he would be saying that. I yeah sure okay. I'll tell you what. Strike a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you two thousand horses if you can find that many men to ride on them. With your tiny army, how can you think of challenging even the weakest contingent of my master's troops, even with the help of Egypt's chariots and charioteers? What's more, do you think we have invaded your land without the Lord's direction? But which Lord? Right? I mean, like, well, I'm, when I'm they really say, confused as to what they're talking about. When they say the Lord, they are referring to that Yahweh guy. Okay. So, it sounds like they um, worship the same God, but differently. Yeah. And a lot of these people did. Remember, we talked right. about that before. Right. It's just a matter of which fu- faction won out in the Yeah. End. Yeah. The Lord himself told us, attack this land and destroy it. Huh. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, we have said multiple times, why doesn't anybody say that? And here they are saying that. Right. Kind of funny. Right. Yeah. Then, Eli... Eli... <sighs> okay, hold on. Eliakim... Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, Shebna, and Joah, said to the Assyrian chief of staff, Please speak to us in Aramaic, for we understand it well. Don't speak in Hebrew, for the people on the wall will hear. Okay. Um, what? <laughs> I don't understand anything that's happening right now. Right, yeah. But Sennacherib's chief of staff replied, Do you think my master sent this message only to you and your master? He wants all the people to hear it. For when we put this city under siege, they will suffer along with you. They will be so hungry and thirsty that they will eat their own dung Mm. and drink their own urine. Oh, so they were trying to speak so where the people couldn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Got it. Okay. The, the, yeah. Got it. Hezekiah's people were trying to yeah. keep it hush They were like, can you stop? Right. We'd like to not let everybody know that yeah. you're taking us over. And they're like, Haha, we're going to tell everybody we're taking you right, over. Right. Why shouldn't we put the fear of whatever into everybody? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you know, yeah. for, for a conquering as, as army. As war goes. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Then the chief of staff stood and shouted in Hebrew to the people on the wall. Listen to this message from the great king of Assyria. This is what the king says. Don't let Hezekiah deceive you. He will never be able to rescue you from my power. Don't let him fool you into trusting in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely rescue us. This city will never fall into the hands of the Assyrian king. This guy's quite a braggart. He is a dick is what he sounds like. (laughs) Kind of cool, though. Don't listen to Hezekiah. These are the terms the king of Assyria is offering. Make peace with me. Open the gates and come out. Come out. Yeah. Kind of like throw the head of the guy you hate over so that right, we don't right. get you. Only- but what exactly are the terms? Like if we right. come out, like what's going to happen here? Then each of you can continue eating from your own grapevine and fig tree and drinking from your own well. Then I will arrange to take you to another land like this one. A land of grain and new wine, bread and vineyards, olive groves and honey. Choose life instead of death. Don't listen to Hez... Hez- <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't get his name out. <laughs> Hezekiah, when he tries to mislead you by saying, The Lord will rescue us. Have the gods of any other nations ever saved their people from the king of Assyria? What happened to the gods of Hamath and Arpad? And what about the gods of Sepharvium, Henna, and yeah, what Iva? what about those gods? Did any god rescue Samaria from my power? Huh? Huh? What god of any nation has ever been able to save its people from my power? So, what makes you think that the Lord can rescue Jerusalem from me? I mean, it's a fair it's, question. It's, it's you a know. good question. Yeah, yeah I'm... Honestly, I, I'm kind of curious what's happening. You know? I don't begrudge anything that this guy has said so <laughs> right, far. Right. I mean, he's got the power. Why not flaunt it? Right. right? Yeah. I mean, okay. That's what it sounds like. But the people were silent and did not utter a word because Hezekiah had commanded them to not answer him. Um. Okay. Honestly, he's like, thank you for giving me all that fucking gold. Now, um, even though I'm betraying what I already just made an agreement, go ahead and open your gates to us. We'll totally not kill you and right, slaughter yeah. you. Why would we believe that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Then, 
Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the royal historian, went back to Hezekiah. They tore their clothes in despair, and they went in to see the king and told him what the Assyrian chief of staff had said. The end. Oh, so this is going to be a multi-chapter Ooh, story. To be continued. Right? There's not Ooh, many of those lately. My goodness. Right. This is. I'm interested. This like, is a cliffhanger right, here. This guy's supposed to be like one of the top, you know, king people. Yeah. Only he did. You know, so far he's getting his ass whooped. So he's getting his ass handed to him. Is right? what he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. Holy so moly. This is, this is interesting. Yeah. 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 Huh. All right. Well, that was Second uh, Kings chapter eighteen. Yeah. On a cliffhanger. Yeah. And we'll be back tomorrow with Second Kings chapter nineteen. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Hezekiah was a heck of a king, and uh, then he got his ass kicked, and then we're like, what the fuck? Yeah, and, and we ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah, we're like, what is going on? Because um, Sennacherib's chief of staff was like, <laughs> I know, I can't remember his name's good. No, it's all right. He, I, just... I had to look his, his name up and be like, what was that guy's name again? Right. He was like... You suck so much. And then he was telling the people, like, why would you trust that God? You should come with us and our God. Yeah, yeah. Which, I'm telling you what, um, this coincides so much with the Asimov's Guide to the Bible that I'm reading right right now. Right. Just hold that thought again in your head till this weekend, (laughs) because it's so interesting how much reading back in the book of Numbers is coinciding with things that are happening now yeah no i mean it's it's always interesting when we go do those episodes and i'm like oh yeah that's oh, yeah. You know, interesting yeah. um just a point of uh touching base with everybody here mm-hmm. we have gone through a little bit of upheaval in the last few days over the podcast mostly all i know entirely my fault well well is it though? i mean we kind of got a little bit I, I felt we like we got a little bit screwed over by anchor mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. then now we're we're going with Acast, and, and everything seems to be going well, but it's, it's taking some work to get there and make everything work correctly. So yeah, yeah. if you've had some trouble with our feed lately, I apologize. We should be close to being back on track, and um, and hopefully better than ever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's that. And we'll have some of our books on separate feeds. So yeah, we are. Oh, cool. yeah, I forgot to. Yeah, so um, starting on Tuesday, actually, will be our first second podcast that we launch. Mm-hmm. And that will just be Genesis by itself. The book of Genesis will have its own. And then right. eventually each book of the Bible will have its own. But we'll still have where our newest episodes come out will be under our main umbrella. Yeah, this one will always be here. Um, the problem that we ran into, and I, I only found out through doing all of this, actually. So I guess it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. And Acast lets us host as many podcasts as we want. But apparently, like, iTunes does not let us house more than 300 podcast episodes before they start just saying, eh, we didn't need that one, and we didn't need that one. Which means that other <laughs> um, platforms would not hold older episodes as correct, well. Correct, correct. And, and part of this is reading through the whole Bible, so right. we want that always available for all of our listeners. So we will have permanent homes for each book of the Bible going forward from here. Um, starting with Genesis, like I said, we're going to kind of release them slowly. Um, so, like, I'll, I'll start off by releasing them weekly. I might speed it up at some point just to kind of start catching up. But um, Kind of like a flat tire slow release. 
Right, yeah. And then, then you hit that final <laughs> fucking ditch, and you're like... Boom! Yeah. Right? <laughs> anyway, so there's things happening. Things happening, and but all for the better. It's just, it's always darkest before the dawn, and it's always a mess before you get everything organized right, where right. you want it to be. Well, and, and I am going to say this, too. I We had started doing something um, called Ungodly Brew, and I, I think we're going to... We're going to ditch that too. So um, it's just, it's kind of a refocusing of our energies and getting back to what we want to do and, and, and you know, focus the way where we can. Yeah. yeah. That, that's all. Yeah. So thanks for listening to me ramble. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we're going to, so, so we just went over the the gist of Second uh, Kings chapter 18. Yes. And uh, now we're going to be getting into Second Kings chapter 19. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, 2 Kings chapter 19. Okay. When King Hezekiah heard their report, remember the guys came back and were like, oh my gosh, you know They're what? They're totally going to, you know, we're, yeah. we're doomed, man. The the big, the guy with the big name that I can't remember, Mikahikahai Hikalo, <laughs> he, he's like being a bitch and he won't speak in yeah. Hebrew or Aramaic or whichever was the one that we yeah, wanted totally him to use. Yeah, he's all the guys on the wall find out what's going on. Yeah, and he's trying to bribe them and be like, land of milk and honey. Right, Our yeah. God is better. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, those guys went and told King Hezekiah what was up. So he tore his clothes and put on burlap. He wore a potato sack and went into the temple of the Lord. That worked for that one guy. Was it mm-hmm. Solomon or I think so. Was it Solomon? Okay, uh, probably. It was one of those guys back then. One of Saul those guys put Solomon on a potato or, sack. Or, yeah. yeah, it was one of the S kings. One of the S kings. <laughs> Are you an S king? If someone asks if you're an S king, you say yes. <laughs> and he said, "I'm sorry, but." Um, a Ghostbusters reference is never badly You're placed. You're always going to, yeah. It's always I mean, correct. Somebody might disagree with that, but, you know. That person is fired. Are they fired? Yeah. Okay. They don't need to worry about me. Okay. They <laughs> they need to not be in my view. Right. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. Okay, so the King Hezekiah, he sent Elakim, El- Eliakim, the palace administrator, Shebna, the court secretary, and the leading priests, all dressed in potato sacks. I mean, burlap. <laughs> it says burlap, but I mean... No, I know, yeah, but you're just imagining sacks. potato sacks. Yeah, yeah. right. That reminds me... Okay, i got to interrupt. Okay. Okay, so um, our little cute town had a pretzel festival this last it weekend. It sure did. Mm-hmm. Now everybody and, knows where the fuck we live. Well, I'm pretty sure we've said it before anyways, you but think? whatever. Okay. Anyways, so um, I had my mom come into town and that's fun and i was taking her around and we have this little deli shop yeah and it's so adorable it is and um one of the things that they had that i hadn't seen before was these burlap sacks of (laughs) not potatoes i want to say it was like flour or um i don't know like pancake mix or something like that but I wanted to buy one just to have the burlap sack. Right. I yeah. mean, seriously. Right. They were so cute because they weren't giant potato bags. Like, they weren't giant potato sacks, you right, know? Right, right. They were just, like, the size of a good, you know, hardback novel. Gotcha. Okay? Many, like, many potato sacks. Many burlap sacks. Got it. So cute. Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, they were all dressed in burlap. Okay. Okay. Yep. To 
the pro- he sent them over to the prophet of Isaiah, son of Amoz. Okay. They told him, this is what King Hezekiah says. Today is a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace. Mm. It is like when a child is ready to be born, but the mother has no strength to deliver the baby. That's totally what it's like. Yeah. It's exactly like that, except that we have emergency C-sections now, and it's, it's <laughs> not a problem. This is, this is guys saying this. Yeah. Like, guys are discussing... Guys are using the comparison of a woman giving birth but not being able to give birth as the comparison to mm-hmm. something they've never fucking been able to compare to. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, something we've never even seen because we're not allowed in the room. So something that we really haven't seen and know nothing about, this thing over here... This is what we're going to use as our comparison. It's a really sad day right now. (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) Like, no. It's so sad we don't have words, and that's why we made up some shit. Yeah, because, like, no, it's actually not like when your baby gets stuck. Right. Um... I know personally because my baby did get stuck. Right. Like, and I did have to have an emergency C-section because right. my baby would not so get out of like me. it wasn't like this? It wasn't like, it wasn't like um, when you are having a day of trouble, insults, and disgrace, which right. I, I've also had. Yeah. So yeah. I've had both. I can right. compare. They, they don't, they don't match up. They, they really don't. They're one not is, equivalent. One is definitely so much fucking worse <laughs> than the other. <laughs> So much worse, and and it was the baby one. To be clear, it's probably baby based stuck. on the, the 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 male point of view here is why we're we're struggling with this uh, comparison here. Probably because they're like, I, oh, I don't know. I'm just waiting around on my wife, and she can't get the fucking baby right, out of yeah, her. Yeah, it's troublesome, you know. Yeah, troublesome, yeah. and I hear. I hear the the doctor in there throwing insults. Right, yeah. You know, the day of insults it's just, it's just and like disgrace, it. disgrace it's when totally your wife will not hurry up and give birth. It's totally the same. Totally the same. From a dumbass man's <laughs> point of view, these prehistoric bitches. I hate them so fucking much. Okay, sorry. Uh, but perhaps the Lord, your God, has heard the Assyrian chief of staff sent by the king to defy the living God and will punish him for his words. Oh, oh pray for those of us who are left. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. so they're, they're going to they're gonna pray this massive army away? Yeah. So that's gonna. This is gonna be amazing. I mean, I mean, obviously it's gonna work, right? Because totally. like this guy is like the best king according to the last chapter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is totally gonna work. Well, what we, the fuck is gonna make them turn around <laughs> and be just, like? We just watched an episode of um, Supernatural tonight because we're re- re- doing a rewatch with our kiddo. Yeah, and and one of them, one of the characters Spoiler was alert. like, well, one of the characters asked Sam and Dean. Do you know God? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, we're besties. Right, right. And and so maybe that's the case. Maybe they're like, yeah, pray for us. And maybe the guy's like, yeah, we're besties. I definitely know God. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally know him on a personal fucking mm, basis. Yeah. Can it really be spoilers if it was a 15-year show that's been off the air I mean, it could be. Somebody years? could be going through it for the first time and they're like, God Damn it! I managed to avoid this fucking shit for like fifteen okay. years, and then all of a sudden it got spoiled here, and I just but how was many, almost there. No, how many years before it's you no longer have to say spoiler alert and avoid giving something away? I don't know. I feel like Mash is old enough; we can just say whatever we okay, want to about like that. Okay, like the Sixth Sense. Even I mean, though somebody until, spoiled it for you, up until like five years ago, that would have been spo- or however long ago it was, ten years ago. Someone, yeah, that pissed you know. me off. My brother-in-law spoiled it for you. You were like the last person in America that didn't know. Yeah, because uh, I didn't watch it. Yeah. 
But, I mean, still, like, I couldn't even see, like, the bad part was that he knew you hadn't seen it. Right, If he had just been, like, accidental, like, what the fuck ever, I would have been annoyed, but I couldn't have been pissed because it wasn't personal. One time he threw cardboard in his eye, so it's all good. That is true. But it, to be fair, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I couldn't have hit his fucking eye if I'd aimed ten times. Right, yeah. But I just threw cardboard at him, and of course it sliced his fucking iris or yeah. whatever. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Okay. Oh, my God. My Google on my phone keeps being like, I don't understand what you're saying. And I'm like, I'm not talking to you, bitch. You don't need to worry about what I'm saying. Okay, Sorry. It, my phone just started doing this. You need to turn the so, Googles guys, off. So, guys, i got to tell you a short... Sorry. We're, we're, we're breaking so here. We're on topic. a rough topic here. Sorry, but sorry. i got to tell you a quick sack. story. Go. Yeah, potato sack. Um, so, the other night, wife was talking. Oh, my and, gosh. And just all of a sudden, like, and, like, I think you did tell it to turn off the lights or something like that. Yeah, I told the Google Assistant, turn off the living room. But it didn't hear me, and it did something else, and I said, what the fuck? And then it goes, <laughs> it goes... I'm just a machine, but I'm still important. Please watch your language. And I was like, did my fucking Google device just voice check me and language assess me in my own goddamn home? That was some good shit. No. That was some good shit. No, it did not need to do that. That was not for real. I can't even. I will say whatever fucking F-bombs I want in my living room. Right, right. Even at our Google Assistant. And you know what the real bitch of it is, you guys? I'm always getting on to husband and our kiddo to not be mean to the Google Assistant just in case there is a robot (laughs) apocalypse. I'm always like, you should always say please and thank you. Right, right. You should always say... And I'm the one that does that. And so who does it language check? You. Me. Yeah. Oh, fuck you, you cunt. Okay. (laughs) The robots are coming for us first. You know what? (laughs) I don't even care at this point because I would be like, I'm the nicest person you could ever meet. And the way I drop F-bombs has nothing to do with my personality. Right, right. So, fuck off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Back to it. Back to it. Okay. Okay. After King Hezekiah's officials delivered the king's message to Isaiah, the prophet replied, Say to your master, this is what the Lord says. Do not be disturbed by this blasphemous speech against me. From the Assyrian king's messengers. Mm. Listen! Exclamation point. I myself will move against him. And the king will receive a message that he's needed at home. So he will return to his land where I will have him killed with a sword. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) This guy has a massive army about to take over this land and get Uh like and just, Uh you know, demolish them all. Sure. He's going to get a message saying they need him at home. He's gonna get and he's a text. just gonna turn right the fuck around and yep. go, and and moreover, and he's then die. Yeah. So it would be like if Russia is like totally invading America, but then Putin is like, "Hang on, I just got a call," and he's like, "Hold on, you guys, we gotta go back home." Right. Yeah. Uh, I I got a call. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes home, and then and then like he gets killed. Right. That's 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 exactly, exactly what, what it like. is. Yeah. Right. Only. Only I feel like these people were weaker than we would be against Russia. Well, obviously. So, yeah, that's all. <laughs> these fucking primitive bitches. I'm so sorry. Like, I 
I read um, Asimov keeps referring to them as primitive peoples, and it just makes me laugh every time. I mean, they like, are but primitive they are. people. Yeah, like they don't they don't understand. Things. They don't like, know anything. They're so fucking stupid. They don't science, you know. They don't. They I mean, barely, it's true. They barely know the wheel. We I learn more like science in in fucking the first three years of school than they learn their entire lives. We learn more science from watching an old ass episode of X Files. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. And these Wait. fuckers said that they know how the universe started. Fuck yeah, that. fuck no. you. You don't know shit. You you can't Netflix. Get the fuck out of here. Right, right. You know? That reminds me. Okay. Oh my god. I'm, I'm so sorry. On this same fucking episode of Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the characters' moms comes around and she's been dead for like 30 years or whatever. Yeah. And so she just drops out of heaven and is like, oh, hi, I'm alive again. What? Yeah. And then her whole beef is that she can't figure out the internet. Yeah. And she's like, we have to call the internet. And they're like, so close, but no. And all I can think is, if you can't even figure out the internet, like, okay, yeah, it takes a few minutes, but, like, don't be such a fucking boomer about it. Right, right. They should have really sent John, like, her husband back to life, too, that way. Yeah. You know. He could be like, okay, I'm going to teach you a few things. Right, Yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. Like, I don't know why, but that, like, really chaffed my ass. Yeah. It... I, I, I was really just upset because they were trying to show that, like, oh, so much has changed. But the only thing that they kept showing that changed was the internet. Right. That was right. it. Yeah. And I'm like, you're sad because you don't understand the internet? Like, that's literally your whole thing that you're upset about. The only thing that you're sad that has changed is, but the internet, though. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. You're gesturing at me to get back on track. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a little wound I gotta, up. I gotta do my producer, you know, move the fuck along thing. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so wound up. Potato sack. Okay, meanwhile, the Assyrian chief of staff left Jerusalem and went to consult the king of Assyria, who had left Lashish and was attacking Libna. Oh, my God. Okay. This is why I get distracted, because I know it's boring. <laughs> Soon afterward, King Sennacherib received word that King Terkahak... No, no. Not even close. Taraka Taraka of Ethiopia. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Was leading an army to fight against him. Mm. Before leaving to meet the attack, he sent messengers back to Hezekiah in Jerusalem with this message. I'll be back. I'll be back. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, I got a text, but I got to go, but... You guys hold on. Right. And they're like, <laughs> we, okay. Yeah. You, you, okay. We'll just wait right here. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. This message is for King Hezekiah of Judah. Don't let your God in whom you trust deceive you with promises that Jerusalem will not be captured by the king of Assyria. You know perfectly well what the kings of Assyria have done wherever they have gone. They have completely destroyed Everyone who stood in their way. Why should you be any different? Oh my gosh, he is such a blowhard. Yeah, I, I got a question though. What? Even if this guy dies, though, like mm-hmm. it's not like the army just disappears. I know, but it's like cutting off the head of the snake. I guess. You know what are they gonna do without a big boss to lead them? They'll just be like, womp womp. Guess we'll go home now because that's what armies do. I guess one hundred percent every time. 
I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Right. Like yeah. backslash sarcasm. You know? Right. Right. Okay. Have the gods of other nations rescued them, such nations as Gozon, Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who were in Telasar? I'm guessing no, because he's mentioning them, so they must have not been saved. My predecessors destroyed them all! Exclamation point. What happened to the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? What happened to the kings of Sepharim and Hena and Irva? Womp womp. If I had to guess, they're dead. They're probably dead. Yeah. After Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it, he went up to the Lord's temple and spread it out before the Lord. He's like, God, read this. Are you sure? I know. Well, I mean, he said he's he's already turning them around. So, like, I I mean. I know. I would be like, oh, it came true. Okay. It's halfway done. You just got to finish the rest of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, this seems like it's happening. Right. And Hezekiah prayed this prayer before the Lord. Oh, Lord, God of Israel, you are enthroned between the mighty cherubim. That, I mean, yeah, that's, that's where you the, be sitting on that on that ark. your idol thing. That's on where the, you sit. On the ark. Mm-hmm. You alone are God of all the kingdoms of the earth. You alone created the heavens and the earth. Bend down, O Lord, and listen. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Listen to <laughs> Sennacherib's words of defiance against the living God. It is true, Lord, that the kings of Assyria have destroyed all these nations, and they have thrown the gods of those nations into the fire and burned them. But of course the Assyrians could destroy them. They were not gods at all, only idols of wood and stone shaped by human hands. Mm. Now, O Lord, our God, rescue us from his power. Then all the kingdoms of the earth will know that you alone, O Lord, are God. I don't think that people think that they were just idols and stones and things. No, they Because you wouldn't worship a fucking stone. You would worship something that you think symbolizes something greater. Well, I'm going to get into this more, actually, this weekend in the book club. Okay. So, I don't want to say too much. Got it. But, Got it. yeah. Um, you're right. Kind of. Kind of? Yeah. Okay. Yes and no is the answer. Okay. Alright. So, we'll just leave it there. But, stay tuned. Right, right. Then, Isaiah, son of What's his name? Amaz sent this message to Hezekiah. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I've heard your prayer about King Sennacherib of Assyria. And the Lord has spoken this word against him. The virgin daughter of Zion despises you and laughs at you. The daughter of Jerusalem shakes her head in derision as you flee. Whom have you been defying and ridiculing? Against whom did you raise your voice? At whom did you look with such haughty eyes? <laughs> it was the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have defied the Lord. You have said, With my many chariots I have conquered the highest mountains. Yes, the remotest peaks of Lebanon. I have cut down its tallest cedars and its finest cypress trees. I have reached its farthest corners and explored its deepest forests. I have dug wells in many foreign lands and refreshed myself with their water. With the sole of my foot, I stopped up all the rivers of Egypt. But have you not heard? I decided this long ago. Long ago, I planned it. And now I am making it happen. Boom, I plan for you to crush fortified cities into heaps of rubble. That is why their people have so little power and are so frightened and confused. They are as weak as grass 
as easily trampled as tender green shoots. Who is he talking about exactly? Israel or the other guys? He's, he's. I don't know. Let me finish up and then okay. we'll go back and All right. They are like grass sprouting on a housetop, scorched before it can grow lush and tall. But I know you well, where you stay and when you come and go. I know the way you have raged against me, and because of your raging against me and your arrogance, which I have heard for myself, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will make you return by the same road on which you came. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Here is the proof that what I say is true. This year you will eat only what grows up by itself, and next year you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year... You will plant crops and harvest them, and you will tend vineyards and eat their fruit. And you who are left in Judah, who have escaped the ravages of the siege, will put roots down in your own soil and will grow up and flourish. For a remnant of my people will spread out from Jerusalem, a group of survivors from Mount Zion. The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. And this is what the Lord says about... Okay. So this Isaiah, is almost like a rebirth of Israel, almost. Isaiah is going around, and he's like, the Lord says this about this king, and this about that yeah, king. And right. So he's telling Hezekiah all these things. He's okay. like, hey, Hezekiah, guess what? God says all of this mean shit, that mean shit that I was saying, mm-hmm. that was about that one mean king, the blowhard king. Got it. Okay? Yeah. And then he's like, but he says this about you. It's going to be awesome. Okay. Right. Well, like, like, well, like he swept away Israel, and now like yeah, they're like, Judah's the and boss. this is almost like this is almost like the the flood story. Like mm-hmm. he's like, everybody's gone, but they're gonna all spring from this small group mm-hmm. of survivors. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the rebirth, but without all the magic. Like, they they do this way too many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, even twice is too many. But mm-hmm. you know, right? Even whatever. Once, if we're being honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is what the Lord says about the king of Assyria. His armies will not enter Jerusalem. They will not even shoot an arrow at it. They will not march outside its gates with their shields, nor build banks of earth against its walls. The king will return to his own country by the same road on which he came. Boom. Didn't we will... cover this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He will not enter this city, says the Lord. For my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. End quote. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was a lengthy little diatribe there. Repetitive nonsense. Right. Yeah. Like, could you um, just give me the TLDR? <laughs> right, yeah. That night, the angel of the Lord, ooh, the angel of the Lord, yeah. went out to the Assyrian camp and killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. What the you fuck? You know, as the angel of the Lord Wait, did. I thought they were going to just send the dude back and, like, kill him. I didn't know they were killing the entire goddamn army. Well, you wanted to know what was going on with the army. That's what. I guess they don't have an army anymore. Yep. Shit. When the surviving... 185,000? And when the surviving Assyrians woke up the next morning, they found corpses everywhere. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess they did. Then King Sennacherib of Assyria broke camp and returned to his own land. Mm. So he didn't just go home because he got a call. Yeah, no, this is not a fucking call. This is a... This is a, oh, fuck me. Right, God yeah. just wiped out my fucking army. Like, what the hell? I wake up and you, they're You just... 185,000 people don't just die. Well, apparently they did. That's crazy. According to the Bible. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy talk. Yeah. Nonsense. He went home to his capital of Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshipping in the temple of his god Nisroch, 
Ouch. Someone killed him. His sons, Adremelech and Sherezer, killed him with their swords. Yeah. His sons killed him. They then escaped to the land of Ararat, and another son, Esarhaddon, became the next king of Assyria. The end. Okay. What the fuck? Like, okay, all right, all right. This, um, what's the, what's the king of uh, Judah's name? Hezekiah? Hezekiah. Hezekiah. He, he doesn't seem like he's just, like, all that. He, he didn't just do is like, anything. Yeah, he didn't do shit. He's like, I need help. And then he's like, go talk to the prophet and then, and, and wear potato sacks and, <laughs> and let's, let's not die. And then it and then happened. He, and then he got a message and was like, God, just checking in. This is the note I got. Are we still cool, cool, cool? Right. Yeah. And like, God was like, uh, go talk to Isaiah. I don't talk to you. Like what, what is great about him? I mean, he, other than he follows the ways of the Lord, he I guess. He follows the ways of the Lord, you guess. That is. That is what all he right, did. All right. He got rid of the Asherah poles and whatnot. But there's been other Judah kings that have followed the ways of the Lord, and they still ended up wiping out all of Israel. It's well, I mean, true. Whatever. Whatever. It's true. I mean, that was, okay, Israel, Judah, I get it, I get it. Okay. Whatever, whatever. I guess. He's descended from David. His dick does not stink. i sure. He's the best. He's the wonderfulest. He okay. never poops. All right. Didn't you know? Sure. All right, well, that was Second Kings chapter 19. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow we will be back with... Second Kings chapter 20. You know what? Hang on, though. Hang yeah. on. Yeah, chapter 20. <laughs> I was, well, I don't know how many chapters are in this uh, Second Kings. Oh, I see. And so I had to make sure, like, wait, are we entering a Chronicles right, yet? Because right, yeah. this wasn't a cliffhanger. You right, know? yeah, no, it and ended. It, it would be a good ending. Could be, yeah. But no, no. We're we still got more. in Second Kings. We got more. Chapter 20 tomorrow, y'all. See ya. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, there was a lot of potato sack wearing. <laughs> and uh, like 185,000 um, somebody died. The the supposed bad guys. You know, the, the ones that aren't Judah or the Israelites. Right. Although God swept away the Israelites yeah. in two chapters ago. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Potato King, King Sennacherib of Assyria. He's yes. the one that lost 185,000 um, soldiers. And he was like, um, before that, he was like, ha ha ha, you guys suck so hard. <laughs> Your God is trash. Why would you not want to follow me and my right, God? Yeah. Wah, ha, ha. yeah. And, and then, then they all died. And he was like, I gotta go. And then, and then, and I then think his, he died. his sons killed him. Yeah. 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 That happened. That's interesting. It was something. It was something. I, mean, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of trash, though. I'm like, they're just like, they, all of a sudden they're like, one, two, three, go, let's prove the power of the Lord. 185,000 people died. Yeah. And we killed this king, and they wore potato sacks, so like, they're cool and stuff. Right, because... Know. Um, oh, Hezekiah, was that it? King yeah, Hezekiah. Hezekiah. Yeah. He was like, I'm praying to God, please help me and make me But he just doesn't awesome. seem, like, as far as kings go, he hasn't done a lot of kingly things that make him great, but they said he was great. And I'm like, where's the great? He prayed to God. Well, I, I guess he, that's he got considered rid great. Of some Asherah poles and got yeah, but, but we talked that. about that last time. They, all of them have done that. All the good ones have all done that. All the good that. ones have done that. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't really get it, but... And they always say they got them all, and I'm like, well, then where the fuck do they keep coming from? Yeah. They sure as fuck don't, like, you know, multiply themselves. 
Do they? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, okay, so that was Second Kings chapter 19. Sure as fuck was. And today we're going to be reading... Second Kings chapter 20. Let's go do this. Let's. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So, what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. Just our podcast? Any podcast or any (laughs) performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So, maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So, all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So, head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Okay. Second Kings, chapter 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. About that time. About that time. <laughs> yeah. Right about that time. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. One day. Hezekiah became deathly ill. Oh, that's oh, sad. Boy. So he didn't ever get to be great, really. No. He kind of just sucked. He, and prayed. And wore great. potato sacks. He was great in his time. He was great. Dude was great because he knocked down fucking totem poles and shit. And, and then prayed to God. And yeah. wore potato sacks. And I mean, didn't get killed by other fucking kings. Yeah, duh. like he didn't even fight them. He just didn't get killed by them. And the prophet Isaiah, yeah, son of Amoz, went to visit him. Okay, you know, because he's dying. Right. Yeah, he's dying. He gave the king this message. Okay. This is what the Lord says: Set your affairs in order, for you gonna die. I'm, I said. think. I mean, you gonna die. He, I think he was visiting him because he was already dying, wasn't he? I know, yeah. So, like, I'm pretty sure the king was already like, yeah, duh. Go on. (laughs) You will not recover from this illness. Okay. That's shitty news. Right. Why do you got to be so fucking prophetic? Like, Prophetic. Prophetic? Prophetic. 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 Sorry, the word wasn't working in my head. I know. I could tell. Yeah. But I'm just like... Thanks for that news that I didn't really want to hear. Appreciate ya. Yeah. Like, can I just die in peace? Go away. Right. And, like, what what do you have to get in order? Like, it, either people listen to what you want or not. You I know, mean, like, there's not, there's not a lot. To, just, like, I'm king. This guy gets it, okay? But maybe it's a matter of, like, definitely... Um, finish your will, make sure that it says everything you wanted to say. If you've got some concubines that you forgot to have covered, right. now's your chance. Okay. All right. You know? Yeah. Get get your affairs in order. You die in. You would think, though, that kings who run mm. an entire people, right? I would always, would always have, have my, their fucking affairs in order. I would always have my shit straight. In fact, you would probably hire somebody to do it for you. Follow you around and, like, every word that drops... 
from my lips, they pick it up. Right. To make sure it's where it's supposed my to liege, be. My liege, what what thing of your order which shall I place in the paper today? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. When Hezekiah heard this, he turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. That, so that he was well like, enough to turn his face yeah. to the wall and He's in and bed. Pray. He didn't get up and scream. Do you think he was wearing a potato sack, though? Probably. Okay. Remember, O oh Lord, how I've always been faithful to you and have served you single-mindedly, always doing what pleases you. Yeah. Then he broke down and wept bitterly. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> I mean... Okay. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, you're dying. Like you nobody wants, nobody fucking wants to die. Honestly, every time I get sick, I do the same thing. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> this is this is absolutely true. Because when I get sick, I feel like I'm fucking dying. But if I put my fucking head on my head, my hand I, on my head, yeah, because I have a headache, you like you I turn into so such angry. a bitch. I'm so angry. You shall not. Exhibit signs of weakness in my presence, husband. Oh, it's awful. Do not. I am going to die one day of a sickness because you're going to be like, fuck you. And no. you're just going to leave me there to rot. No. You need to always be strong. You take care of me, not vice versa. Mm. You take care of me and I scoop the litter box. <laughs> That's the way it goes. Is that the way it goes? Yes. Okay. You feed the cat. I scoop the litter box. Okay. You take care of me. You do not have weakness. God whatever, damn it. Whatever you say. I, it really, you're right. It's totally irrational. It's not fair. It's not good. But when you are sick, I get so angry. You do. I wish I didn't. I wish I didn't. I don't know why I'm like this. It's... I admit that it's a character flaw. I don't know how to change it. I could pray. Do you want me to pray? Do you want me to wear a potato sack and pray? No. Okay, well then that just accept that that's what it is. I, yeah, I, I mean, we've been together long enough. I already have, so, <laughs> I know. you know. Good, 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 good. Love you. Yeah. <laughs> but before Isaiah had left the middle courtyard, this message came to him from the Lord. Like, really? You waited until he walked all the way across the goddamn kingdom? <laughs> you couldn't have told well, me, Well, no, God. just the courtyard. You know, he walked across the courtyard. Yeah, yeah. He left the fucking castle. He left the house. He's walking across the courtyard. He's about to, like, leave so he can get to his house. He's already walked a good ways. I mean, God has tested people walking in a lot longer mat fashions. But why did this have to At be a test? At least he didn't send him on a 40-year trek before he came back. Facts. <laughs> but why did this have to be a test? Like, why couldn't you just... Like, you're God. You can stop... You could tell me before I leave the fucking room. It should just say God, and then next it should say why. And that would be, like, all you need to know about the Bible. Facts. Right. <laughs> it's so true. Go back to Hezekiah, say God. Okay. The leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I have heard your prayer and seen your tears. I will heal you. Oh. And three days from now, you're going to get up out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 motherfucking years what? to your life. And Wait a I will second. rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. Hold on, hold on. All right. So, Isaiah, a prophet of the Lord, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. He gets word from God, I'm assuming, uh -huh. because he's a prophet, right? Yeah. He prophesied. Uh-huh. And, and God's like, you're going to die, dude, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then Hezekiah is like, yo, I don't want to die, and then prays while facing the wall. Mm -hmm. and And then God hears him, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. 
I'm gonna I'm I'm change my mind okay, right here. God doesn't change his mind. He doesn't. I, you know that's what I was wondering. That's what I was just thinking. Like huh. he doesn't change, but he changed his mind. He, and he waited some till dude prayed mm-hmm. at the right time. Caught him in the right mood. So so this strikes me that he can keep people from dying. Uh huh. According to this, but he he just chooses not to. He chooses not to. Yeah. So he's a royal fucking asshole. So when I hear people say God's got a plan, what I say to them is, no, he doesn't. Right. Yeah. No. He, no, he, he changed he, this guy. He's willy nilly. He's moody. He he's he's got favorites. Capricious. Is what he's got. Yeah. And yeah. and I mean you know we're playing from the side that we're assuming that God is actually real, like yeah. you know pretending that that's the case. He's, if that's the case, he's got a mercurial temperament. Right, but this is bullshit. This is bullshit. Because I I know people that have, whatever you you can't do the things you've done in this world and then and then and then cure this guy. I don't care who it is. I don't yeah. care who it is. This makes you an asshole. Yeah, you are the a fact, fucking asshole. The fact that you have done it and don't. Right. My best friend lost her child. Why? Can you explain that? No. 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 And no one I'm can. Sorry, no one fucking can. But you know what? I'm sorry. That right there. End of story. Right. If God is real, he's a dick. He ain't real. There it is. Right. You know? Right. And the fact that you guys choose to believe this, you guys Christians choose to believe in this dick, makes you a dick too. I'm sorry. Right. It's, it's just, that's the way it is. No, and it's not just like a small case scenario. Like no. this happens all the fucking time. It's true. People... Kids. Let's just stick with kids. Let's just stick kids, with kids. Kids die all the fucking time. Needlessly. Pointlessly. I know their parents and people around them are praying that mm-hmm. they don't die. Yes. And yet they do. And maybe it's because they're not wearing potato sacks. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Right. I gotta put on a fucking potato sack and cry at the right wall. Right. For you to feel sorry enough to save a kid. Now, Get the fuck out of here. If you if you were saving people but couldn't save them all, but like showed us you were saving people, mm-hmm. I could be like, okay, maybe you, you know, you, you, you can't, can't catch them all, all right? Yeah. You can't get them all. Yeah. But like, you don't get any. Any. None. Yeah. Fuck and you. if you do, you don't let us fucking know. Right. And it certainly doesn't show up on any radar because there's nothing that doesn't happen because of science that I'm aware of. Yeah. Maybe there's like one in a million that's like really fucking weird, but you know what? That ha- There's outliers with every fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, God's a dick. God's an asshole. This God Fuck in this guy. Bible is a dick. And that that right there is is favoritism if he's around and we know he's not, so it's just bullshit and whatever. Right. So, but that's what sorry, I'm, saying, I'm on a little like, bit of a rant here. Well, it's like not only doesn't he exist, but then the way that they wrote him to exist is with favoritism. It's not even a good story, right? And it's apparently based on how much fucking money you have because he always helps the goddamn kings. Yeah. Like there's exactly. no, you never hear him helping a peasant or or some the the the, the worst off in life. I mean that one widow did. Ah, have but that's her the prophet. It's the prophets that are doing that. Yeah, the prophets are the ones that are deciding that they want to help this person, and then God allows them to help this person. Yeah, that's so the true. prophets are are doing it. God never specifically chooses someone that's downtrodden downtrodden to help. It's true. The prophets choose them. That's true. And maybe they're you know quote unquote driven by God to do that. Mm-hmm. But there have been multiple times where God has directly helped somebody, and it's always been someone of power and money. Gee, always. I wonder why. I wonder why that story is like that. Right. Because it's people with power and money that write the fucking story. Well, so, yeah, duh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
this whole thing is a farce and it's a bad one at that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it makes me have even less respect for the people who believe this shit. Because I'm like, have you read this? It's so bad. If you read this, you could not possibly believe this. If you read it straight through the way we're doing, right. you could not possibly think that this is a good God. So I was, I, this got, I was, I was thinking about this on the way home. Um, because I'm, I'm, I currently just finished a book by Stephen Hines, uh, a friend of ours that we just made when we went down to our last, or the the atheist, or I'm sorry, the, the free Kentucky thought. Free Thought Convention, yeah. and um, great I, guy, he's a great guy, yeah, and uh, I really enjoyed the book, um, and he he keeps saying um, once he turned atheist how he um, he doesn't like to judge people and doesn't like to throw it in people's faces and, and things like that as far as his atheism, right? And I, I think about it and I'm like, you know, I can I can be down with that to an extent. And and I think he kind of well, feels the same way too. Like he, he'll, you know... I think probably he has a forgiveness factor because he's like, I grew up in this shit and, you know, I was there. And right, so, right. You know, but, but I mean, it's more like I can, I can forgive Christianity and religion to an extent. And that's like the people that don't bother me and don't bother my politics. Mm-hmm. I like if they don't make it public and it's their own private matter. Mm-hmm. I can accept that, right? Right. But when they flaunt it in my face and they do make it public as far as policies and 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 laws, I can't, I can't accept that no. because because I I mean, and it's getting worse as I'm <coughs> excuse me um, as I'm reading this Bible here. As we're going through it, because I'm seeing these examples of what God supposedly is, right? And it is complete and utter bullshit, right? And yet, yet we base laws on this fucking farce of a fucking God. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's just it pisses me off. And when someone wants to tell me how to live my life through laws or just directly at me, it's it pisses me off. Still, I wish I could be a better person and say. You know, you do you. I'm just going to be over here doing me. I like that idea, but I've honestly gotten angry, more more angry as I've gone through life because I feel like it's intruded more and more into my life. Well, put it this way. I don't go knocking on doors ex- trying to get people to join the atheist cause. Right. But how many people have come knocking on our door trying to get us to go to church? And how many people... How many letters have you... I haven't received any. Right. But you, as a man, how many invitations to various churches have you received just since we've lived in this house? I would say upwards least, of ten. I was going to say at least five. Right. Yeah. Mr. Husband and Family. And I'm like, um, I'm not just a fucking uh, belonging of Mr. Husband. Right. You right. know? And they always come from a woman and... I'm, I, I don't know why. Like, or kids. There's kids sometimes. Right. But it just makes me really, really angry because I'm like, um, I'm not a jealous person. Like, I don't feel like I can't trust you or anything like that. But I'm like, what if I was? How fucking dare you as a woman? It's always women, except for when it's kids, writing to my husband, <laughs> inviting him to come to their church. How fucking dare you? Do not, do not write letters to my fucking husband, you cunt. Don't invite my husband places with me as a side baggage. Right. No, right. don't fucking do it. 
If if I'm mentioned at all. Yeah. Do not. Right. Who the fuck do you think you are that you have the right to send letters, handwritten mail, to my fucking husband inviting him anywhere? Don't. Just don't. Right, right. Okay. I think we have bashed God, Christians, and the church enough. Yeah, sorry. Continue. I was just, I felt, I felt like, yeah, sorry. Mm-mm. No, we're both, we're both a little upset tonight. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Apparently. We got some shit to say. Right. Okay, yeah. so God is is telling Isaiah that, or, right? His name's Isaiah? Is that the, the prophet guy? I, Isaiah? Sure. Was that his name? I don't um, know. He gave the king this message. That yeah, sounds, Isaiah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was going to say it sounded right. I just want to make sure his name was Isaiah, because sometimes I remember wrong. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay, so um, God is telling Isaiah, go back to Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Tell him, this is what the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, says. I've heard your prayers and seen your tears. I will heal you, and three days from now you will get out of bed and go to the temple of the Lord. I will add 15 fucking years to your life. And I will rescue you and this city from the king of Assyria. If he's so great, why did it take him three days to heal him? <laughs> I will defend this city for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David. Wow, that's really that's nice. Of that's him. nice. That's yeah. nice. Then Isaiah said, "Make an ointment from figs." So Hezekiah's servant spread the ointment over the boil, and guess what? Wait a second. Wait. Hezekiah now, recovered. Now you need fucking... Me- God just can't, like, fix it. He needs some sort of a fucking ointment yeah. to fix it. Yeah. Why does, why does God need that kind of... Like, he needs help and days to recover? Mm-hmm. It sounds like bullshit. It sounds like Isaiah was holding out on a fucking mm-hmm. fix that he had. And he's like, you better, you know, rededicate yourself to God or I'm not helping. Mm-hmm. 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 And not only that, but he was just sick. Now he's got a fucking boil. Right, yeah. And he wow. was going to die of a boil? Hmm. It's crazy. Interesting. Right. Meanwhile, Hezekiah had said to Isaiah, What sign will the Lord give to prove that he will heal me and that I will go to the temple of the Lord three days from now? You need a sign? I'm telling you, that's the fucking sign. The sign is that I am telling you. Just do what I'm telling you, and if it comes to pass, that's the sign. Right, right. I never understand that question. What is the sign? I just gave you the fucking sign. Right. Isaiah replied, this is the sign from the Lord to prove that he will do his promise. Would you like to the shadow on the sundial to go forward ten steps or backward ten steps? <laughs> it's going to move the sun. It's oh going to move God. the fucking sun. <sighs> the shadow always moves forward, Hezekiah replied. So that would be easy. Mm-hmm. Make it go ten steps backward instead. So Isaiah the prophet asked the Lord to do this. And he caused the shadow to move ten steps backward on the sundial of Ahaz. The god I yeah. of Ahaz. Yeah. I guess Ahaz built that at sundial. I guess he did. Um, I don't fucking know. But the god I knew, the Moses god, mm-hmm. he'd have been pissed that this guy was even asking for proof. Right. Uh, right. Or like, you know, some sort of confirmation. Mm-hmm. You're like, be who like, the fuck are you to question me? Yeah, I'm God. I'm the great I am. Right, yeah. I am what I am what I am. But now he's like, whatever, I'll just do this magic trick for you so I can... Pre-. Like, oh, you just do magic... You, you Not only do you, you answer prayers and fix this guy who has lots of money, and, and you do a fucking magic trick for him to prove, yeah. you know, that you're God. Yeah, you accept that's, challenges. That's awfully nice, because you don't do that for anybody else. Right. Why, what's so special about this guy? He's a king. I mean, there's been other kings, though. It's good to be this king. Uh, it's good to be that <laughs> king, yeah. Soon after this... Moradak Baladan, 
Bel yes, son of Beladon, king of Babylon. Okay. <laughs> That's a mouthful. It sure as fuck is. Sent Hezekiah his best wishes and a gift, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been very sick. Mm. Okay. Hezekiah received the Babylonian envoys and showed them everything in his treasure houses. The silver, the gold, the spices, and the aromatic oils. You know, people keep attacking you for that stuff. Maybe you'd not show them all that right? stuff. Right? Just saying. What? I would like to see a humble king. Right? I would like to see a humble king who doesn't like be like, Hey, look at all the wood and pomegranates and gold and brass and If shit. you were truly a good person, if you were truly a good king, mm -hmm. wouldn't you be showing off your wonderful people that you are in charge of? I would show and showing off. And, t and gloating about their accomplishments. Yeah, and I was like, going to say, I would be showing off like, this is the library that we have built so that right. our people will yeah. have education and continue to... Um, pass down all that we have learned right. through the ages, and right. this is this is our great medical center of healing, where we give our our life and and all of our time and days to making people be able to live as long as they can. But no, and he literally shows off the gold and silver. This is my rich. I'm rich. How, <laughs> see how rich I am? <laughs> right. Like, yep. And then it's, it's you good. question why people try to attack you. Yeah. It's like, well, you're showing them that you're fucking rich. Mm-hmm. They want rich, so they come get the rich. Yeah. That, that's simple. Yeah. Like, it's simple math, man. Exactly. They ain't coming for your farms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you show them how great the farms are, they don't give a fuck. Yep. They want the gold and silver. But maybe they would give a fuck. Who could know? Because maybe, nobody and, ever yeah. showed off their fucking farms. Well, that's true. That's true. And, and honestly, that's... You know, this would be a better world if everybody cared more about their people and their farms and stuff mm -hmm. than they cared about gold and silver. Yeah, exactly. Just saying. Exactly. He also took them to see his armory and showed them everything in his royal treasury. Because once you show them the gold and silver, mm -hmm. you got to show them how much you can defend it. Because, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Here, look at all my good stuff and look at how you can't have none of it. <laughs> right, yeah. There was nothing in his palace or kingdom that Hezekiah did not show them. Well, nothing? I doubt it. But they okay. Didn't, they didn't mention anything I'm interested in. Right, yeah. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where are they even from? Right. Hezekiah replied, They came from the distant land of Babylon. Well, what did they see in your palace? Isaiah asked. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my royal treasuries. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, um, excuse me, but you're stupid. No, that's not what he said. <laughs> Listen to this message from the Lord. Oh, God. The time is coming when everything in your palace, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors until now, will be carried off to Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your very own sons will be taken in, away into exile. Oh, my God. They will become eunuchs. Wait, I thought, hold on. I thought God just got done saying, literally like seconds ago before we started talking about this, mm -hmm. he said he was going to defend this place with his honor because it's David's, it's his people. No, no, no. He said, I will let you live 15 years longer. Right, but there, there was a part where he said he would defend it. Did he? Yeah. Okay, I'll go back later. I'm too tired right now. Okay. I can't be bothered. And, and just, I'm like, stupid. this is. It's too stupid. It, yeah. But you missed the part where I said, your sons will get taken away and become fucking eunuchs. Oh, I didn't miss it. Eunuchs. Yeah. Who will serve in the palace of Babylon's king. Yeah, God's a dick and he's going to make them dickless. I guess. <laughs> 
listen to this. I, I accidentally read the next sentence. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good. Wait, what? <laughs> I say that. Wait, what? Hezekiah, yeah. the king, said to Isaiah, the prophet, Yeah. This message that you just gave me, you know, where they're going to come right, get my the shit, bad shit and they're going to take my sons and turn them into right, eunuchs. Right, right, right. That message that you just gave me from the Lord is good. I'm confused. For the king was thinking, eh, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. So he's okay with sure, that. Sure, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. You remember he was paying off people earlier so they wouldn't uh-huh. attack. Yeah. And now he's just like, well, as long as that's all they're... They're just taking, you know... They're just taking everything. My, my sons and, and my gold and silver. and But we're not. We're still going to be okay. Yeah. You know, except for those people. I'll be dead. What the fuck do I care? Right, yeah. Yeah. The rest of the events in Hezekiah's reign, including the extent of his power and how he built a pool... Wait, and dug a, a pool. <laughs> and dug a tunnel to bring water into the city are recorded in that the, the stupid book. Yeah, book. yeah. Hezekiah died, and his son Manasseh Manasseh became the next king. The end. All right. Well, that was Second Kings chapter twenty. There is a fucking spider coming down a fucking web. Oh my god, you guys, you guys. Oh, oh, we'll you see. just dropped the fucking spider. I oh did. my god, we are on the air. We are it being recorded. Oh my god. God is attacking us. God doesn't like us. He sent a fucking spider. That spider was just coming down his web at us. Oh he my was. God. All right. Oh my God. So that was Second Kings chapter nineteen. No, that was twenty. Twenty. That was twenty. Twenty. That and, was twenty. Uh, yeah, sorry. It's Friday. I was a little off my oh, game there. Oh, oh, there's a spider running around here somewhere. Somewhere. Oh my God. Yep. Oh, this is terrifying. Um, and tomorrow <laughs> is Saturday. We'll yes. be back with. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, the Q and A. Yeah. And how do you say it? Saturday. There you, there you go. I'm sorry. There's a spider. <laughs> and then on Sunday we're gonna be back with Sacrilegious Book Club. And then we'll be back again on Monday with um, Second Kings chapter 21. All right. We'll see you guys then. Unless the spider gets us. There's Bye. always that chance. Husband. Wife. Do you know what today is? I do. What is it? It's something. Saturday Q&A. That is correct. Do you know what we're queuing? I have no idea. Um, I thought we would talk about that altar. And That altar. Remember when Ahaz went and was like, your altar is so fucking cool. I need oh, one just like yeah, it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I thought we'd okay. talk about that a little bit. All right. Yeah. And also that. um, the bathtub, the hot tub that he got rid of. The oh, the sea? Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. we talk just a little bit about that too? Okay, sounds good. Cool. Yeah, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get on into it. Yeah, let's, let's get let's into do it. it. All right. Okay, so this section that I am drawing from is Second Kings chapter sixteen. Okay. And the question was. Why did Ahaz copy the altar he saw in Damascus? Okay, yeah. Remember he went there? He and loved he was that like, thing, yeah. It is so cool. And so he gave his guy um, exact measurements and was like, right. hurry up, go home and make this shit. Got to have me one. Gotta, gotta have it. Yeah. This is the coolest altar I ever saw. Right. And then um, his um, builder guy had it all set up so that when Ahaz got back home, 
it was, it was already there. there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the reason that it was a big deal that he did this, obviously, um, I mean, we kind of mentioned it at the time, like, it's obvious why it was not cool that he did it. Right. Because he's not a priest, he's not a prophet, and right. even as a king, as the anointed leader of the people, was still outside of his authority to change God's altar. Because remember, right. God gave very specific measurements, and yeah. this goes here, and that goes there. Well, and he's got this personal altar, too, mm-hmm. that he's, like, confiscating, too. Well, yeah, he took the main right. altar and was like, I don't want to get rid of this completely. No, I he took it for himself. It. Yeah, he, like, moved it, you know, put that one in the corner. I'm still going to use right, it. Right, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, wow. So, um, the what I had suggested at the time was he probably was doing this as, like, a business deal. Because, remember, he had just got help from this guy. Okay. And, um... Instead of turning to God and saying, oh my goodness, please help us. He turned to him and was like, can you like help us and I'll give you all this gold and whatever. Sure. And the guy was like, sure. Right, right. And then so Ahaz was like, awesome, thanks. And then went and visited him and that's when he was like, whoa, you're all just so cool. (laughs) And so I think that it was um, him like not really caring which gods he prayed to so much as right just like saying okay since you helped us i'm gonna keep getting help from you and so yeah the way you sacrifice god on your altar is so cool i'm gonna be just like you so that maybe you'll keep helping us right but the historical likelihood of the assyrians wanting to affect the cult of a vassal is remote especially when that change does not also involve the worship of Assyrian deities. So he wasn't actually worshiping their gods. He was just emulating, going through the motions, um, and still doing his own god. Okay. But on their type of altar. Okay. Ahaz's innovation may be explained simply as an attempt to be current with the Aramaized... uh, Aramaic sure. yeah. um, cultic way of doing things of the Assyrian Empire. So basically, I want the cool new altar. Yeah, he was like keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Like, he saw that his neighbors had those mums that are fall colored in the front yard and was like, oh, I need those in my front yard. Yeah. And then he's like, oh my god, um, I just saw that everybody is buying those giant ass skeletons that are like two stories <laughs> right? tall yeah. for Halloween. Those fuckers are everywhere. Well, yeah, that's because two years ago they came out right during um, COVID. the first Halloween of COVID. Right. And there were people like fighting for them online because there were only a limited supply of them. Right. And with everybody in lockdown, it was the coolest thing ever to try to, you know, do up your yard awesome-like, even though there was no trick-or-treating. Yeah. So, everybody was, like, trying to get their hands on this thing, and it became this, like, social phenomenon, right? Right. And now you see them everywhere. But they're fucking everywhere. They're everywhere. I don't know if this is just, like, Midwest or whatever, but, like, there's giant goddamn skeletons everywhere. Everywhere. Well... It was funny because your mom today sent us pictures and was like, that's the coolest thing I ever saw. Right. And I'm like, oh. Already seen those. Well, I hadn't, like, seen them in person, but I had seen online that it was a thing. 
Well, there's so, been one up the, like, just heading out towards the other there's town. There's one in Miamisburg, like, and then there's another one, um, I forget where. Well, there's Post- one heading out towards Gratis. Oh, okay, and there's mm. one near where your brother lives now, he said. Right, right. So, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing them now, because now you can get them. Right. But it's funny, because, like, the seeing them in person came behind the... Everybody needs one and can't get one. Didn't you tell me that there's like whole threads on what to do with them and all kinds of stuff? Yeah, because after that Halloween passed, everybody was like, fuck me. How do I store this now? Like, what do you do with it? And they're like, never mind. Don't store it. Yeah. So there was like a whole bunch of people that like there were all these TikToks and YouTube videos on like different ways to decorate it throughout the year so that you could make it like a seasonal skeleton man that... You know, yeah, no, I saw the the one that's on the way out to Gratis is that was uh they decorated it for like Fourth of July. It had like yeah. uh, stars and stripes and the whole yeah, nine yards. Because so. what are you going to do with it? Right, you can't yeah. you can't put it away. But everybody had to have one, and now they do. Yeah, and that's what this altar was. Is what I was reading. I think we should get one and put it up on top of our roof of our oh my like gosh. the lower you know the porch the roof. lower portion yeah, yeah. yeah and just like put it up there. That would be, be so I think that would be cool. awesome. Yeah, and it would hide that big old wasp nest. <laughs> We've got this giant wasp nest, but it's like old and um, it's it's not occupied. But it's really it's, hard to get to. It scares away the other wasps, yeah. so it's kind of like why one of the reasons why we don't go take it down. It's not a wasp nest; it's a hornet's nest. Is it a hornet's nest? Yes. I don't. I can't tell. I don't know anything. Okay, but anyway, so. As I was researching this whole, why did Ahaz do that? Yeah. I came across this really interesting essay. Okay. Okay. And it's called, Did Ahaz Do Wrong? And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read the paragraph that, like, made me laugh and offended me. Okay. Okay. This thing is by Victor M. Eskew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here, here is the paragraph. Here's the paragraph. Ready? Yeah. What is amazing, however, is that so many individuals today fail to see that much of what is done in the religious world today follows in the footsteps of Ahaz. The New Testament does not authorize instruments of music in Christian worship, but they have been brought in by most religious groups. The Word of God does not command us to have an assembly on Saturday night, but churches assemble anyway and partake of the Lord's Supper and give of their means. Women in positions of leadership over men in both the worship and organizational structure of the church are not authorized. Apparently, many have seen this practiced in Assyria. That's a in quotes kind of thing. Okay. And like Ahaz, they liked what they saw. Okay, keep going. I'll I'll come on in a second. Therefore, many churches have women usurping the authority over the man. Praise teams, children's church, hand clapping, raising hands in worship, dimming the lights, drawing pictures of Jesus, and a host of other things are also comparable to the altar of Ahaz. Wait, wait. This guy, <laughs> this guy is saying that basically because he oh. took something from another culture and incorporated it into God shit, mm-hmm. that... That basically opened up the door to everybody taking things... No, that's not what he's saying. Okay. That didn't open the door. He's saying, um, we're making fun of Ahaz for doing a bad, 
but we do it too. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he's saying um, the the having so this women was tongue in, in cheek. No. Oh. He's criticizing Christians for oh okay okay for allowing these things because you're only supposed to um, obey God's exact rules, not add to them. I so, struggle having read the Bible thus far to where we're at, mm -hmm. understanding exactly what God wants mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Right. And and honestly, his rules change depending on which book you're reading. Yeah. Um, especially between New Testament and Old Testament. Sure. I mean, like, um, yeah. So, I'm not really sure what... Well, it doesn't say you're supposed to have a music band. Right. So you're not supposed to add to it and have a music band. Get we were, music out of church right now. We were just talking about this tonight, though. And and people take whatever they feel like taking from the Bible mm -hmm. and make it what they want it to be. So if, they, if there's certain things in the Old Testament that they want to not like, they take those things. And sure. if there's other things that they like in the New Testament, they take those and make them. Like, God's this loving, wonderful person who forgives everybody. But, you know, when it comes to the LGBTQIA plus community, oh, fuck them. You know, well, like, yeah. that's they're, they're not okay. No, that's not they're, okay. They're, they're going to burn a, in hell. They're choosing a, and, a devious, a, a life of deviant actions. And I'm going to judge them right now, here, here yeah. and now. Because yeah, I'm a Christian and I can. Yeah. Yeah, God damn it. Right. Fuck those kids. It's, I mean, it's just so stupid. Yeah, it, is. it is. And that's not, that's not the only example. That's the one glaring because, you know, it's the one that, in my opinion, is the most, one of the more detrimental ones to sure. society that they, that people actually believe and stand behind. I'm like, wait, you can't tell me that you're a, you know, you love Jesus and then also tell me that you hate people. Right. That's not, that's not okay. That's not the way it works. That's not okay. And that. And that Oh, I, I know. I, I I think I have this rant like once every two weeks. You do. So you do. I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain somewhat here, but it's just it pisses me off. That's all. No, I am right there with you. But this particular thing was about a keeping up with the Joneses, and B the essay was in keeping up with the Joneses. You're not only doing wrong. You're doing wrong by adding more to God's word than what you're supposed to do. So women okay. are not supposed to have leadership roles. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and there's not supposed to be singing and dancing in church. And the, I'm like, that's one of the better parts Did you guys see David? Fuck, man. David was dancing ding-dong naked. naked. Right, so yeah. So get the fuck out of here. You don't even know don't your own tell me roles. God doesn't like dancing. He likes watching naked dancers. Yeah. On top of that. So... That was um, the the altar. I also read a little bit about um, the sea okay. thing that yeah. I thought was interesting. Right. So you know how it was um, up on sitting up on um, <clears throat> like the bulls? oxen. Yeah, oxen. That's right. Yeah. So there was actually a reason for that, um, which I didn't realize we didn't realize as we were reading it because it's not spelled out okay but the oxen are representative of god's power and um something about cleanliness and how it's lifted off the ground and it rests on god cleanliness is next to godliness 
something like that. <laughs> so when Ahaz got rid of the oxen underneath the sea, yeah, he was also making a point about um, how the cleanliness was no longer as important. Like, going through all of the motions that you're supposed to. Yeah. You know what I mean? To, um, um, for all these rituals, how you're supposed to purify yourself. Right. right? The unclean versus the not. You know, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. He was basically making a point of not following along with what you're supposed to be doing. So he was saying this is dumb? Basically. Huh. Um, but he was he was not just removing parts. The reason that it's mentioned in the Bible specifically is not just a he did this thing. It's a he did this thing and you're supposed to intrinsically understand that it was a bad thing he did because ah. it 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 impacted their rituals and their understanding of what they were like the things that they were supposed to perform got it got it so that's something that we missed because we don't give a fuck well i mean there's it's not that we don't give a fuck it's just that there's so much um meaning that's been attributed to every little aspect Mm -hmm. of the bible that it's nearly impossible to you know figure like talk about each and everything because we We'd have to spend hours every week studying well, yeah. each and everything in the Bible. Right. And I'm sorry, but it's just not... I want to know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. I want to know what it says, and I want to know you know, enough about it that I can speak intelligently, intelligently about it. Yeah. Now, when, when if, if I find something out like this, it's, it's fun it's to find out more. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to go down every goddamn rabbit hole because we would never get out of it. Right. And and I don't want to get stuck in rabbit holes the rest of the time and, and never get out of them. Right. Like, I enjoy small rabbit holes. That's why we do these Q&As. Absolutely. And that's why we do the contradiction episodes. And that's mm-hmm. why we go with the, the book club. Because we like learning more about what these things mean and what they are. Yeah. But you could, you you could, could go well beyond what we're doing and, and, and never still, stop. And still not ever even come close. Right, because I, we could die before covering everything. Like, I mean, right. honestly, right? There's just so much that that particular thing. Learning that, oh, it wasn't just that he was, you know, getting rid of stuff, which right. was bad. Yeah, it was also there was meaning in it. There was more to it than that. Like right. that made me realize, oh my god, how much have we actually missed? Just because we didn't realize that there was more to the action than just the action. Oh, I know, I know, we missed a lot, and that's where. You know, some some person somewhere is going to hear our podcast and then do like a rebuttal. They don't even know that this means that, and I'm like, well, "You're right. I don't know that this means that, but now I do, and let's talk about that." Moreover, you know? I don't really feel like I've missed a lot by not knowing that. Well, moreover, I can now take that thing that you just taught me about the Bible, and I can put it into a greater context because I've now read that portion of the Bible right. and understand it better now yeah. that you filled me in about that portion of it. Yeah. And I can say, well, since that means that, then let's let's reexamine this whole thing and say, okay, yes, and you, you know, it, it gives you a leg to stand on. Yeah. You know, I can I can stand there and I can go, well, okay, I, if you want to go, if that's what that means, then then why this and why that? You know, right. I can still have those conversations. We don't need to go down every single rabbit hole, right? But I do like them. 
Like, yeah. I mean, it is fun. Yeah, no, it, when I said uh, we didn't notice it because we don't give a shit, I didn't mean that we don't give a shit about learning. I meant we didn't give a shit that he removed the... Right. The items. Yeah. Because yeah. who cares? Right. He moved it here, he moved it there, he, you know, built this, he built that. Like, it didn't have any emotional impact because I didn't understand the significance of the action. And let's be honest, we got the point without knowing the extra details. He wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And even without knowing all the extra details of why it was bad, we understood that copying um, the altar from another land... Right. We knew that was not okay. We didn't need to understand why necessarily. Well, and just in case there is any confusion, if you follow us through this entire podcast and finish to the very end with us, we will not be issuing you a doctorate in religious studies. No. So just no. just to be clear. Hell no. <laughs> you won't even come close to knowing stuff. You'll you'll probably have lost IQ points. Well, honestly. I don't know about that. I Maybe. mean, I feel like okay. I feel like you'll um, know more about Ghostbusters. Definitely. There's that. But I feel like from reading the Bible, I have gained IQ points in the history and the details that I've picked up. Yeah. The the knowledge. But I also feel like I've lost IQ points in the religious ridiculousness. Right. And the... The bad storytelling. The and, yeah. and the nonsense. So I almost feel like I'm... Don't forget the arguments that we get into online. Oh my gosh. Those oh my definitely gosh. lose me some IQ points, I think. Yeah, because you get like drawn in. and I usually have a very good response. Your responses are great. That's not the point. Right. The point is that you're like, this guy said this, and so I told him blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but why? Because I like to... But why do you care what that one idiot thinks? I don't. I don't. But I don't want to let it stand as they're the authority on it either. Well, that's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's like fair. It's not that I care what that person says. I don't want to let them stand as the comment that is the authority about whatever they're posting that comment on. Yeah. I can and see I, that. I, just, I, I will let it go. Like, I used to be worse. I used to go down the fucking thread and mm-hmm. I just comment on down and down and down and down. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more satisfied with leaving one really good comment mm-hmm. and just letting it speak for itself. And they can just, you know, blast me to the nth degree after that. But I've right. said my piece. People can see it and they can make their own judgment about what that person said versus what I said. I think we got our first hate subscriber today. I know, right? That yeah, that's where really I, that's exciting. where it came from because I was it was on YouTube. And um, what did they say? They said, said new, new, new subscriber. Subscri- right, yeah. Um, and then he asked question, something about... what's keeping atheists from murdering and eating people? And I was And I'm like, like, what the fuck? If you have to ask, the problem is with you, my good sir. Oh my that God. That would have been my response. Right, no, Yours I mean, was totally. was much better, like, you went on this whole... You know, morals and values and blah, blah, well, yeah, blah. yeah. Which, yours was the better answer. Mine would have been, like, I can't help you. I mean, the, the, the sociological answer is that we have grown up as a society, right? And we have to find a way to better our own lives and better our community's lives. And part of that is just finding ways to get together. And that does not include murdering each other or eating each other. See, no. What you also could have said is, how do you know I don't eat babies? Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, 
Like, I've never uh, straight out said that I don't eat that's, babies. That's true. So, I'm just gonna, for I'm, the record, I'm going to say now, we, we don't, don't eat, eat babies. babies. And we don't condone that behavior either. Right. Don't kill your kids. Don't eat each other. I mean, Correct, you can yeah. eat out each other, oh but don't eat each other. <laughs> All right? Just don't. I just, I, I, I even said it to the person. I was like, this is... I hate this question. It's such it's a stupid so question. Stupid. Like, what stops you from eating people? And is it only like a fear yeah, of God? If, if this fucking book that I'm, you know, that we're reading here, if this is the only thing keeping you from fucking murdering people and, and raping and killing them and eating them, then holy shit, stay the fuck away from yeah, me. Yeah, you got bigger problems. You got bigger fish to fry, and I'm right? I'm not your worst enemy here. <laughs> like, I promise you. I didn't. I don't. I don't even. Until I was out of high school, I didn't even really understand the whole concept of God. Right. Like, I didn't care. It wasn't... It was something I had to, like, kind of fake a little bit of knowledge about because I didn't you, want to be weird. You cared that you were left out and that there was something else weird going on around you, but it was more the social thing than the religious right. but thing. I didn't. I didn't even understand. Like, I was so confused. What the fuck? fuck is this magical thing that doesn't do any magic right and and why does everybody so bent out of shape about it and why does it affect so many i I just i didn't get it right i still don't get it i'm like this is dumb it is dumb. why why do these people fight over which fucking church to go to and and who's more right than the other person i don't give a fuck Mm -mm. whatever yeah i i've never lots of whatever never needed god never right and i don't understand this this I've never fought for the side of atheism before either, before we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. So I, I never I never knew that these things got said to, the, to, to atheists. Right, really. yeah. Like, I've always just kind of kept it quiet that I was an atheist, you know? But now that I'm, like, out I there in the community, no I'm like, idea. wow, people say some really fucked up shit. I had no idea that Christians actually think that atheists eat babies. <laughs> right? like, and I'm like, have you read your own book? Y'all are the ones eating babies. Right. My goodness. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Wow. I, just, I, it just blows me away. Every time they open their mouths about something they think that we do and and what we stand for, I'm like, you have no idea what it's like to be a human, right? Like none. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm gonna say this too. Like, there's a lot of people that we talk to that have come from religion mm-hmm. into atheism, mm-hmm. and I fully, fully respect that. Like, I and, and and even friends that we know that have done the same thing, and it's like. That's that's amazing, and it's a long journey, and I get that at some point you were like these other people saying these things. It just boggles my mind as a non-believer and lifelong non-believer how, how you get to that point ever. Right. And, and I, I know it's about indoctrination. I know it's about mm-hmm. more than, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. but I just, I it's hard for me to understand. And, right. and I, I, I'm still... I still struggle with people that say these things to me because I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, is that for I'm like, real? are you for real? Like, is that what I you literally, really think? Do you remember when we first got doing this and, and there was, somebody would say one of these things to me and I would just like laugh thinking it was a joke. Right. Like literally thought it was a joke. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, that, they're fucking serious. They really I'm like, they really, they really you. just said that shit. Yeah. And I'm like, I, it's so, I'm out of words. People are just weird and dumb. <clears throat> they That's really are. That's what it comes down to. 
Yeah. But that was the Q&A for yes, today. Yes. Yeah. We're going to wrap that up then. We're going to wrap that up. All right. Well. A big um, fat bow on it. We will be back tomorrow <laughs> with Sacrilegious Book Club we'll and the weekly wrap up. Yes. And then Monday we'll be back with the, the you know, the 21st episode type the, thing. Yeah. Second Kings chapter 21. Yeah. That one. All right. We'll see you guys. Bye. Husband. Wife. Are you ready for Sacrilegious Book Club? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it then. We are in, um, we're doing Asimov's Guide to the Bible. We're still in the Old Testament. Right. The Book of Numbers. Okay. And the section we're covering today is pages 174 through 184. All right. Let's, uh, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. (laughs) So we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are, and our supporters can go there and support us, and we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there, so it it escalates on a sliding scale of... You know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So, what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So, maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So, all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash Sacrilegious Discourse is our actual main page there. So, head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Okay, so we are going to start on page 174. 174? With the Serpent of Brass. Ah. Yeah, remember I told you we were going to talk about that? Yep. And um, I said, hold that in your little head. Right. And Yeah, I loved this thing when it happened because I was like, they what? They built a serpent of brass and then unpoisoned and unkilled people or whatever? Unpoisoned them. Yeah. Yeah, so... That actually happened in Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. A plague of serpents harassed the Israelites so that Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole. And if a man bitten by a serpent saw the brass serpent, then that man lived. Right. It's crazy. So Asimov points out that this is called sympathetic magic, where like affects like. And he... He compared it to, like, voodoo. Got you know, it. like sticking a pin and then a mago will right. impact the person represented by that avatar of sure, them. Sure, sure. So, um, this is what he specifically says, okay? Yeah. The use of the serpent, as described in this verse, is rather similar to the principles of homeopathic medicine, which follows the, quote, hair of the dog that bit you sort of reasoning. Okay. You know, like, you... You drink alcohol, and then the next morning you drink more alcohol, yeah, and you yeah, get yeah. the hangover. Right. That's what he's saying. Okay. So, you know, the snake represented... More snake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You scared a snake, more snake. Okay. Okay. Yep. So then he says later, the serpent is a particularly important animal in religious ritual. No. Whether, whether for good or evil. 
the fact that a serpent moves in so quiet and hidden a fashion and strikes so suddenly and so unexpectedly with so poisoned a fang makes it an obvious representation of cunning and evil. Right. He also says something that is dangerous and evil is to be feared and something that is feared had be had better be treated well and propitiated so that serpents could be worshipped even while dreaded. I never thought I'd say this about a snake, but mm-hmm. our Dwight, our snake that we have, mm-hmm. our corn he's kind of cute. He's, he's cute. so cute, right? He's, he's kind of cute, yeah. Like, when you see those little memes of little snakes with little hats on their heads. Right, he's totally one of those snakes. That's, that's our guy, right? our guy Dwight. He's got such a personality. He does. And, okay, snakes aren't supposed to, like respond to you um like if you call their name bullshit this snake like literally when i walk in the room if i'm not saying anything he he might pick his head out he might not but if i call him dwight he comes out he comes out of his little hide what you need what you need what's up what's up man what mom and it's not to eat me either because i've got him out and i have held him and i i let him like crawl around on me and stuff and he does not try to bite me because corn snakes don't do that sort of thing yeah he's he's a he's a good boy He's a good boy. B-O-I boy. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice boy. Right. Yeah. He's not a nope rope. No, he's not a nope rope. He's an adorbs. That's what he is. Yes. I love him so much. I want to kiss him, but let's not go yeah, that far. Right. That's... Like, I want to be able to kiss him, but Also, I when can't. they poop, they kind of stink really bad. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. disgusting. But, like, he's only done that outside of, like, his... Um, terrarium a couple times. It was mostly early mostly on. Mostly out he was, of fear. Yeah, when he was, yeah. you know, and there was too many people around maybe or something. Mm-hmm, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our kid was like, let everybody in the world hold them. And right. then their friends were like, I would love to hold them. And like, one of them dropped them. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was the last time that happened. Yeah. I was like, nope. And then another one was holding them. And um, the snake was like crawling all over her hair. And they couldn't understand why I was like, you know what, guys? Let's not do that. And they were like, why? I'm like, because he might fall again. And he's a little snake. Right. And not so little anymore. No, he's bigger now. Right. Okay. I don't know why we're talking so much about... Because we were talking about snakes. Because he's adorable. He is adorable. Blood, and his yeah. name is Dwight. Because right. our child is awesome. Because of the office. Well, duh. Right. Because our child is awesome. <laughs> I thought that was just like... That goes without saying. Right. Okay. So... A serpent shedding skin represents immortality. Mm. Okay. Okay. So a serpent steals immortality from Gilgamesh and becomes immortal. I in see. An old Babylonian tale, which yeah, we talked right. about at the time, I believe. I think so. Like in a Q and A, maybe or right, something. Right, I right. mentioned that yeah. that tale is kind of like, hmm, what? Right. And a serpent steals immortality from Adam and Eve too, but. In the Gilgamesh tale, the snake becomes immortal because he mm. eats the um, concoction himself. I see. Whereas in the Adam and Eve tale, he steals the immortality but is punished. Got to it. roam the earth on his belly forever. Right. And I'm like, what was he roaming the earth on before? And, <laughs> and I do remember we had this whole talk about snakes versus serpents versus lizards versus legless lizards, which are separate from... Uh, whatever. And I distinctly remember um, the the mom snake was pissed off because she lost her legs. All of a sudden, yes. like, God damn it, what did you do? What did you do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So the immortal serpent, victor over death, can thus be considered the particular associate of the medical profession, which labors to stave off, if not completely conquer death. Mm. That's, that's the relation. I remember we couldn't quite, like, 
get like, but why? It doesn't make sense. Right. And it's because when the snake sheds its skin, um, it it's a sign of its immortality, so they thought. Right. And right. being reborn, and so it's conquered death, and that's what the medical profession does, is at least stave off death. They also believed in God, so I mean, you know. Right, 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 <laughs> true. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's what that leap was. Right, right. Okay, so as Mom goes on, later on, as Yahvism, meaning the people who followed Yahweh, yeah. grew stronger and more uncompromising... The serpent of brass worshipped by the people came under sharper and sharper disapproval. The fact of the association with Moses did not save it. Remember, we just read that this week. The end of it came in the reign of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Interesting. Well, do you remember in 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 4, goes, When Hezekiah destroyed the serpent, he countered the shot. Okay, I'm sorry. Um... This is not a reading of that verse. This is a quote of um, Asimov referring to that. Okay. Okay. When Hezekiah destroyed the serpent, that that brass serpent, he countered the shock of the populace by contemptuously labeling the object as of no ritual value at all, but as nothing more than a piece of brass. Huh. Because I don't know if you remember the verse, but he was like, this is just brass, whatever. Right. And... So that's why he did that because he was legit trying to say, no, we're not doing things this old pagan way no more. Right. Well, and so. the fact that they, you know, I mean, like it's very idolish, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the the fact that they had it out like right after Moses got the Ten Commandments about no idols and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember there were certain things as we were reading through the Moses's bit mm-hmm. where they had some idols and we're like, yeah. wait, they just said don't do that, and now yeah. they're doing that. Yeah. So. And then they did it all the time, but, you know, whatever. Well, we're going to get into that a little bit here. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you more about that, okay? Which I, I found some of this just, like, extremely fascinating. Yeah. As I do. Okay? But that's that section, okay? The Brass Serpent. Okay? Yep. Now we're reading about Sihon on page 176. Okay. Okay? And this is getting into Numbers chapter 2, verse 26. And that... The reason that I say these is just so that you know kind of like where Asimov is in the Bible as he's talking about sure. this shit. And then you can go back okay. and listen to our you know, yeah. version of it back then. Yeah, if you <laughs> did not get a chance, we often refer to things that we've already read. Because yeah. um, our reading of the Bible is much further ahead. We are in Second Kings now. And Asimov is only in the Book of Numbers. Right, so. which we may have to slow down at some point because we're yeah. going to catch up too far. Yeah, like the next book after this, um, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, um, what comes, Deuteronomy, right. right, is what's next uh, after Numbers. Sounds right to okay. me. Whatever book we're reading after this, or whatever book Asimov is covering after this, yeah. I looked ahead and it's only 14 pages long, and so rather than splitting it up into two sections of seven pages each, I'm just going to do the whole thing Got it. in one sitting. So yeah, we're going to catch up quick right. to where we are. In which case, we might pause it for a we bit. We will definitely pause it for a bit. Okay, so anyway, Sihon was the king of the Amorites, okay? And he took the land of the Moabites. He was like, fuck y'all, I'm at war with you, give me that. Right, okay? right. Now, hold that in your head, because I'm going to come back to that in just a little bit. Okay. Okay? So, Asimov says, his attack against the Moabites may have represented the last successful action of the Canaanites against 
the remorseless pressure of the various Hebrew tribes. Hmm. Before Sihon's onslaught, Moab controlled the territory up to the Jabbok River. Oh, okay. Damn. So, it's a big deal. Right. So, he just uh, slapped the Moabites upside the head. Got it. was like, this is mine now. Thank you. Right. Okay? Yep. So, that's that section. Next section is Chemosh, page 178. Okay. And he's referring to Numbers chapter 22, verse 29. Um, which reads, Woe to thee, Moab, thou art undone, O people of Chamash. Okay? Okay. Chamash was the national god of Moab. Ah. Okay? Okay. Now, this is where I'm getting into that god and idol stuff. Okay. This was so cool. I'm pretty much quoting from Asimov extensively here. Okay? okay. Because he just said it so straight, I... I couldn't do it justice by summarizing it. Right, right. Okay? So this is Asimov's words here. Only a few thinkers in those primitive times recognized a universal God, which we've talked about before. They Mm -hmm. were polytheistic, not monotheistic. Right. Generally, the feeling was that each bit of land had its own God. And I kind of gathered that Mm -hmm. at times. You know, like it was... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about how, like, and then they'd enter a new bubble. Right. And they would have to clear it with that local god. Right. Right? And, okay, so each bit of land had its own god, and that over its own bit of land, each god had godlike power. It was even felt that the god was tied to the land, that if one traveled elsewhere, it became necessary to worship the god of that land unless one carried his own god. That, that makes sense. Yes. I mean, it makes sense in so far as, like, it, it explains some of the things that we've read in the Bible. It it, it helps clarify the, the mm-hmm. feeling that people had. You yes, know? yes. So. Um, it helps explain some things that we had questions about. For example, when um, Rachel left her father, Laban, she stole his idols and took with her. And so when Laban came after Rachel and, um, what was his name? Jacob, I think? I don't remember. Yeah, sounds right. Um, when he came after them, he was less pissed about his daughter being gone right. than he was about his idol. I don't know if you remember, he was like, give me my fucking idols. <laughs> well, the reason that she had taken them was not to like punch him in the nuts. It was because she was going into a new land. Right. She was taking her God with her into a new land, and he was like, uh, but I need them, though. These belong here. Right. For this land. Right, right. So, we were talking um, a couple nights ago uh, um, in our reading about whether the people worshipped the idols or not. right. They kind of did, but they worshipped the god of the land via the idols. Right. So, I I would hesitate to say that they worshipped the idols, but I would also hesitate to say that they didn't. But I think that it's not as black and white as Christians or even anti-theists would have you believe. Right. You know well, what I mean? And I would go maybe a step further. I, I feel like a lot of the worshiping is even in the same land, but for different reasons. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, different gods definitely. have better strengths than this in, in this area of well, things versus fertility that. fertility versus um, prosperity versus right. um, strength versus... 
I, I don't know, just all different kinds of things. So, yeah. you know, the weather. Right. So, yeah, definitely. They had different gods. Each land had its own, not just god, but set of gods. Right. Somebody somebody later down the road decided that this was all going to be one god. Yeah, I'm going to get there in just a second. Right. But he goes on to say, The manner in which the Israelites carried the Ark of the Covenant with them during their travels in the wilderness had a little of the flavor of carrying their god with them. Right. Otherwise, one suspects they might have felt it necessary always to travel back to Sinai to commune with him. Right. And they didn't. They right, communed right. with their god via the ark and the temples that they built later. Oh, it was, that it was convenient. God gave them a, a portable god. Yeah. You know, he was like, build the ark. But that's and then, what, and that's what all the idols were. Right, but none of the other... I mean, yes, so there was idols, but, like, none of them built an ark to store them in. Right. Those were personal idols one-on-one. This was probably one of the first social mobile idols. Right, right. That was, like, okay, this whole group can carry this idol for the group around with them. Right. Like, in a bus. Like, oh, my God, it has carrying pools. Yeah. It's... It's coming towards us now. Well, like, I didn't actually think it was that big a deal, but in But the carrying context, poles are kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. They like, were it literally their... was built to be a mobile god. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Right, right. Okay, so he goes on to, d- to say, In the religious thought of that day, there was no necessary feeling of antagonism toward the gods of other tribes, Provided no actual war was going on and the enemy was not calling upon his God for help in your destruction. Right. As you might be calling on your God for help in their destruction. Right? But as the, to me, as the Israelites are pushing more and more people out of this land they're mm-hmm. going into, they're obviously coming up against more and more gods that they're fighting against. Yes. Which then maybe solidifies this into a Yahweh versus the rest yes. type thing. Yes. And and maybe starts the the journey towards a single god. Yes, um, mentality. Exactly. So. Exactly. I just thought it was really interesting that like we always think of them as fighting over gods, and they really weren't. They were. They just were just fighting. fighting over where they wanted to live, their and land. They got pissed off when other gods got invoked against them. Yes, that's essentially where the the yes. anger stems from. And and it was all about control of land. Right. Honestly, right. That, yeah. that's what it came down to. Well, I mean, it's it's basically stated in the bible they're trying to usurp this land for themselves yeah because that's where their god wants them to go exactly and oh there's other gods oh we're gonna be mad at them okay yeah. let's conquer them exactly oh but they hit, hit us back Ah, uh, we hate them their god is stronger than us this day but not overall right yeah and then you know once they you know they're like and this is the only god now because yeah. you know and, and again i'm gonna get there right right so The situation might be much the same as in our own feeling for the flags of foreign nations, which this, I loved this analogy. Right. If we, Asimov wrote this back in the fucking 60s. I think that was like eons ago. I mean, for kids today, it is eons ago. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. He wrote this and think about how much worse or like the feelings of protection over flags. Right. You know? Yeah. Has only gotten bigger and stronger and heftier. I, you know? It depends on who you ask, actually. I mean, yes, I would agree with you to an extent, but, like, my feeling about nationalism was stronger when I was younger as right. versus now, it's not as much. Okay, but 
the flag means something different now than it did when we were kids. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay. If we are at peace with a foreign nation, international usage requires that... I'm sorry, this is Asimov saying. Yeah. Requires that we treat its flag with decent respect, even in our own land. Right. Like, we would never drag somebody else's flag through the mud. We'd never let it touch the ground. We would still fold it properly and have respect for it because it is representative of those people. This is where Asimov fails because he's not in the year 2022 where people wear American flag bandanas. Yeah. I, I do wonder what he would say with that. Right. Yeah. It would even be, he goes on to say, it would be even more a matter of elementary cursory courtesy to treat the flag of a foreign nation with respect while inside the borders of that nation. Right. Which that kind of, I thought, went without saying. But Yeah. No, I, I distinctly remember, this is just a, you know, I, when I was in Scouts, we used to go up to Canada um, every year, and I would spend time with a family up there. And uh, I remember distinctly going to school with them because we would spend the week with the family and go to school and do the whole nine yards, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we would have their morning um, salute to the flag type thing. And I definitely was told and and had no problem getting up and you know being respectful you know like duh like i'm these people are my host i'm going to be respectful to their flag and of course you know we're going to do this morning little thing that they do right well when um my when i was a kid my dad was in the air force and he was stationed overseas in southern italy and um every day at 4 30 p.m the um American National Anthem would play on bass and everybody had, if you were walking you had to come to a stop. Right. Turn to wherever the bass flag was. Sure. Which was, you know, several miles away. You couldn't <laughs> see it, but you like know what direction it is because that's just the thing you do. Right. And if you're driving, you know, if you hear it or you see people pulled over, you gotta pull over. Like, everything came to a fucking halt. Right. And they would play the American National Anthem followed by the Italian national anthem because we were on their land. Right. Even though we we were and we weren't. I mean, the base is considered American land. Right. But, but being Italy hosted, allows that to happen. Yes. So they are still your host. And and you know, come to find out later as an adult that they weren't exactly happy we were there. So it's a good thing that we were playing their anthem. Well, I, yeah. I mean, happy we're there. I, I that's a that's a that's something different. It, well, I mean, I think on a national level they probably are, but like the people locally probably don't want the base there. You know, right? It does things to well, that area. But uh, but overall, I just remember like as a kid, I couldn't understand like why they were kind of mean. Sure, sure. <laughs> like, of course they were mean. We're like we live we're here intrigued, now. You're intruding in their community. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Of course they were like. But overall, you offer protection against sure. you know, let's say Russia or you know whatever. I mean, you're we're NATO. You know, like yeah. that's we're protecting our own. Of course. And so overall, as far as Italy's concerned, yes. it's a good thing. But when you like, let's say, On an let's individual, say individual. Individual is different from the overall society. Right. No, I mean, if we had a base set up here from Italy, mm-hmm. let's just say, uh, and and it was a military base, and there it caused a bunch of people to come into town that always took up our streets and you know went to the bars and all that kind of stuff. And we're as obnoxious might, as Americans in other right, countries. Right. Right. It might be irritating to us too. You know. I mean, that's right. It's just it is what it is. You right. Know? Right. No, I just um, we were stationed there right during. Um, the beginnings of Operation Shield and then into Operation Storm, Desert right, Storm, right. Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Right. And so we had Italian forces on base called Alpines, and they I actually met some of them one time. And I was yeah, 
like, I had such mixed feelings because on the one hand, they were, like, so cool looking. Right. In their uniforms and, like, it was just really cool seeing, you know, a foreign military. I mean, obviously, we were the foreigners, but. Right. But to them, yeah, they were foreign. Well, to, to or us. Or to you, they were foreign. Yeah, to us because we are walking around on our little corner of America in right. another country. They felt like foreigners. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is just, like, a strange concept now to try to you know, untangle. Right. So on the one hand, I was like, whoa, massively cool and impressive <laughs> and very nifty, you know? And then on the other hand, like, those guys had, like, zero patience for us kids, and they were so mean and... Yeah. Like, which makes sense now. Like, I hold no, like, angst about that. Like, I, right. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, just... Respecting each other's lands and respecting each other's flags. That's right. how we got off on that topic. Yep. Okay. So Asimov goes on to say, In later times, however, as a consciousness of the universality of Yahweh grew among the Israelites, and as a feeling deepened that there was only one God, mm-hmm. not only for the Israelites, but for all the world, that there was one only God, <laughs> the <laughs> attitude of the Yahvist towards the gods of other tribes hardened. Right. The foreign gods were not only potential enemies, they were no gods at all. At most, they were demons who imposed their worship on the ignorant, unenlightened, or wicked. And you can see that when they refer to them merely yeah. as idols and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah. like, you can see that starting to happen in the exactly, Bible. Exactly, exactly. So, I'm I'm really appreciating Asimov's... Where we're at and what we're reading. Yeah. yeah. I'm, pers- I'm appreciating Asimov's perspective and spelling this out. And I'm appreciating that we're further ahead so that we're seeing what he's talking about come to pass. Right. No, it's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how this fucking worked out. But right, but it worked out really well. Yeah, because this has <laughs> happened more than once where he has said something like from back then that's impacting what we're reading now. Right, yeah. So, cool, cool, cool. Next section is Heshbon on page 180. Okay, and um, he's referring to uh, Numbers chapter 21, verse 24. Okay. And um, basically what happens is Israel demanded passage through the land of the Amorites, ruled by Sihon, who had only recently defeated the Moabites. Okay. Okay? Yep. When passage was refused, the Israelites attacked and defeated the Amorites. Right. So remember how, like, Sihon was like, give me that, I want it? Yeah. With regard to Heshbon? Yep. And so um, the Moabites were like, ours but then um israel was like it's ours now right and so but the moabites were like i still want it that that's that used to be ours right and but they were in no position to ask for it back right because they got slapped down first by sihon and now they watched you know sihon get get defeated defeated, and so they're like womp womp i guess we don't get that back right so then in numbers chapter 21 verse 25 states and Israel dwelt in all the cities of the Amorites in Heshbon and uh, to summarize that Asimov says Heshbon was the chief city of the region it is still there as a town in Jordan with the Arabic name of Heshbon interesting yeah Um, I started to go down a rabbit hole and then I had to pull myself back so there is a group of people it's a very small group of people who reside there called um Druzes or Druses. Okay. Asimov referred to them as Druze, as okay. the Druze. But then when I looked it up, Wikipedia calls it the Druze. 
So I'm wondering if it's one of those American versus British things. Sure. The S versus the Z sometimes happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, these guys, um, they're so fucking cool. I'm going to have to look into them at some point and do like this whole rabbit hole on them. But they were basically like these um, mercenaries who were for hire, right? All the time. I mean, that's what a mercenary is. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, they were always getting hired out, and people got sick of them because they. Uh, this is before they were called the Druze. Okay. okay? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm telling you how they got there. Sure. So these guys, um, everybody was sick of the mercenary people that they were, whatever group of people they right, were, because. Right. Yeah, you would um, hire them, and they would help you defeat your enemy, but then no matter what kind of deal you made with the people that you hired them from, yeah, these motherfuckers would come in, and they would loot and pillage and rape, and just, like, they'd oh, be like, wow. we love a good fight, yeah, hell yeah, we will fight for you, pay me, pay me, pay me, thank you, and now I'm going to go finish the job even more than you wanted. Right. So yeah. everybody left, right, up and down was like, fuck these motherfuckers. Oh, my God. But we need help. So right. Pam, I guess. So so what they did, like, they all kind of, like, gathered together and, like, pushed them out. Got it. So um, eventually these guys ended up, like, in this little area of, of Heshbon, okay? Yep. And um, surrounding areas, I think, um... I think Lebanon was one of the places that they named. Um, I, I'm terrible with the map. I just I think that was one of them. The, sure. the Jordan River, I think, was like all that well, area. Well, they were in Jordan, so yeah, that makes sense. Right, right, right. So anyway, okay. So these guys are living their best life there, okay? Okay. And they're just trying to be left alone. So then they've got people from the north coming down going, um, you're going to believe in this god. And then they've got... Like, Christians from the South coming up going, no, you're going to believe in our God. <laughs> and they're like, we just like to pillage and rape. Right. <laughs> We're not really right. about God, okay? Yeah. So what they did was they hired all of these different, like, a council of religious leaders. Okay. Okay? To come in and, like, say, okay, talk to us about all these religions. Right. And so now they are more into, like, enlightenment and... Hmm. um spiritualism really yeah so what they did was this sounds cool what they are now what right they were at the time was how can we get out of having to choose sides because these motherfuckers religions are both like not what we want and if right. we pick one over the other it's gonna offend and cause war and this, we're just this may sound weird but like it's a thing in, like, fantasy things where you would have druids. Mm-hmm. And the name sounds similar. Is it, right. like, maybe based on these guys? I have, I have no idea. Okay. I have I, I mean, no fucking idea. I, I'm just, that was just, like, a real stretch for me. But I, but like, it, I just kept thinking about it because of the name. And, like, then when you said the spiritualness and, like, how they changed because they're like, fuck these gods. Yeah. I'm like, maybe they went back to nature. Maybe these are the... I, I don't know. I don't know. And you know what? It is entirely possible because, like I said, I had to pull myself out of what I was looking at. Sure, sure. It is entirely possible that I'm confusing two different, entirely different people and making them into one. Right. Okay? I got you. I'm putting that out there. But it was so fucking cool because now these guys, whatever they're called, they right. have, like, this book called, like, the Epistles of Wisdom or Wait, something like that. Wait, they have like a book? That. 
Yeah. Is it like available? I tried to find it. <laughs> I told you I was in a rabbit hole. Um, I couldn't find it. Like it's not available through the library. I couldn't find it oh. on Amazon. I did not do. Those are the only two places I looked. Oh, okay, so okay. I will do a deeper dive. I'm telling now you. Now I'm really curious. I know. I'm I like know. a book. What? Yeah. A book? Yeah. There is a book on their their belief system, which oh. again is just so not. Um, they they do believe in various prophets. Okay. Among which are like Jesus and Noah and Muhammad and really like they basically took all of the religions and made a soup of them and took all <laughs> the best parts and were like all your heroes, all of the guys that you think are all magical and all of your prophets they're all on equal footing with us. Oh. And I was like, oh my god, I need to know more. And I was like <laughs> so excited. I was like, okay, stop. Stop. That's not what we're here to do today. Right, right. So, okay, that was my little rabbit hole for the day. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Right. Let me get back on track about Heshbon. Okay. okay? Yeah. So, um, anyway, as Asimov said, it's still there today, the Arabic name of Hesbon. Got it. Okay? Yep. So, that's that section. Okay. And rabbit hole. Right, right. Okay? So, the next section is Bashan okay. of the Og, Og variety yeah, on page 180. Okay? And we remember this story. Og of Bashan. Og of How Bashan. How can you forget Og of Bashan? Uh, Og of Bashan, not Aga. I know. Og of Bashan. Oshkosh Pagash. Oshkosh Pagash. Og of Bashan. Yeah. So, in Heshbon, the Israelites had a base from which to launch the conquest of Canaan itself. Okay. And we're like, fuck yeah, we do. Right. Okay. That base, however, had to be broadened as widely as possible. Asimov didn't say why. He just said it just did, It though. did. It just did. And I'm like, okay. Okay. So that's why they went after Bashan in Numbers chapter 21, verse 33. And they turned and went up by the way of Bashan. And Og, the king of Bashan, went out against them to the battle of Edrei. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Here's the thing. They mention in the Bible, um, I think we probably completely overlooked this because who gives a fuck? Yeah. Um, the quality of um, its cattle became proverbial in biblical times. Okay? Okay. So, um, Asimov points out several different places where, like, they refer to, like, the fucking cattle of this place. Gotcha. And I didn't write it down. I didn't because, realize again, that, but okay. Yeah. Like, who cares? Right. Well, some of them I don't think we've come to yet. Okay. Like, it's just like those, like, weird passages where, like, they'll be talking about, and then and then we marched here, and we marched thither and yon, and it was as those cattle of Lauren and Edria right, or whatever. Right, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I and you're it. like, fuck ever, okay? Right. Cattle of whatever. Right. Yeah. Who fuck cares? And it, it would go, like, over our head. And right. when we get there, it will probably go Still over our over, head. Because yeah. <laughs> who cares? It's cattle, right? Right. So, Bashan was famous for its fucking cattle. And it was also famous for its oaks. Oh, okay. okay. So, Edrei, the site of the battle between Og and the Israelites, yeah. exists now as the town of Jerah. Right on the Jordanian border. Huh. Wait, maybe that's the land I was thinking of with the rabbit hole. Oh, okay. You know what? I bet that's it. I bet that's it. Got it. See, sorry, I should have... I, on purpose, did not write this down because I was like, I'm not here to study that. <laughs> Stop. Stop. But I, I couldn't help myself. Okay. So, okay. Sorry. Sorry, nothing. Okay. Og of Bashan was reputed to be a giant. Remember? Right. And he all... Like, we went down the rabbit hole with him mm-hmm. a while back because... We did. He, uh... 
he might have hitched a ride on the fucking ark. Yeah, Asimov gets into that. Actually. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just reiterates what we already knew. Huh. 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 Yeah. Um, anyway, he might have been a giant based on the measurements of his bed, he which would have be been giant. right. <laughs> which might, which were measured to be thirteen feet long and six feet wide. Maybe dude okay. just likes a big bed. I'm just saying. I like big beds, and I cannot lie. <laughs> so, this is what Asimov says. A large bed, to be sure, though it need not be taken that Og's body had to fill it top to bottom and side exactly, to side. Exactly, exactly. So, not only that, but there's, like, places where graves have these, um, what do you call them, like, these concrete bedding, like, things that are laid over the graves. Okay. And he's like, for all we know, when they said, quote-unquote, bed... They meant, like, the final resting place and that his grave was huge. Right, right. So, we don't know what they meant specifically by bed. Right. It might have been, you know... Well, I remember they did display his bed for a while, which could be construed as a casket, maybe, or a grave, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that could... Yeah, that would make actually more sense, maybe. Yeah. Like, why would you display a fucking bed? Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. (laughs) So, I don't know. Whatever. I'm still not impressed. Right, yeah. This is fun, but not, like... Sure. Whatever. Right. So, um, Asimov goes on to say, Later rabbinical writers expanded on Og's size and made him the last of the Nephilim who lived before the flood. To survive the flood, however, Og would have had to be in Noah's Ark, which into which he could not fit. The legend makers have it then that he sat astride the Ark and was fed by Noah till the waters fell. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, Greek myths had an ancient king Ogages, who reigned during a great deluge. Hmm. So, okay. we kind of talked about that a little bit, that they yeah. had, you know, a flood god guy right. back then, too. Right. The manner of Og's legendary death is also dramatic. He raised a huge mountain to hurl at the Israelites and tripped and fell in the attempt. <laughs> More Thereupon, Moses himself leaped at him and killed him. Oh, my God. It is very likely that this last picture of Og is borrowed from the semi-comic Greek myth of the revolt of the giants against Zeus and the Olympians. Mm. Those giants hurled mountains but were slain anyway. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. That's another, all he has Another to say stolen about god that. story. Yeah, all of them are. I know. So, that's that section. Next we have Balaam on page Yay. 183. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that the Israelites conquered Heshbon and Bashan had Moab all scared. Moab right. was like yeah. shaking in his boots and sure. they were like, oh, fuck. Even though they hadn't been specifically targeted, they couldn't exactly be like, hey, can we have our Heshbon that you just took from Sihon? Right. Can we have that back? Yeah. So Balak, the king of Moab, decided, oh, wait, no, Balak, sorry. Right. The king of Moab decided on a supernatural attack since he knew that, like, a physical attack wasn't going to work. Yeah. So that's why he went to Balaam. Right. Who was a well-known sorcerer or magician of his time, one who was believed to know the rites whereby supernatural help or harm could be called down, and who had demonstrated his knowledge and skill at least to the satisfaction of common report. I just thought it was odd at the time. Like, he was somebody who was quote-unquote, talking to God. And mm-hmm. up until that point in the Bible, mm-hmm. we're like, it's all Moses, you know, like yeah. Moses is the only one talking to God. Well, and I then all of a sudden there's this guy just over there yeah, who's, who's talking to God. Well, there, Asimov has some shit to say about him, okay. which right. I found very interesting. 
So Balaam's power was accepted even by the Israelites. Huh. And nowhere in the Bible is his power to bless and curse derided. So, wow. Yeah. He was okay. very, He had this power appeared at the end. He was strong at the end. Yeah. Okay? It is rather treated as a fortunate miracle that God chose to make Balaam's curses come to nothing. Which, if you recall, yeah. is true. Right? But I, I thought he didn't actually curse the Israelites in the end. Like, he would, like God told him not to curse them. That, I thought. That's, that's kind of what happened, but that's what he's saying. Okay. It's like, whew, thank goodness God intervened. But then, like, this may not be covered in here, we might not be there yet, but, like, I still remember, like, after this was all over, Balaam got killed by the Israelites, and I'm like, what? Well, that's going to be in a different section right. no, that I'm not covering today, but Asimov did say, and I'm almost done here, so just hang on, okay? <laughs> Balaam served for hire. He was basically a mercenary, but, like, for God. But God's okay with this? I'm, a God I can't mer- tell you that. God has mercenaries. The fuck? I cannot tell you that. Okay. That, I wasn't there, I don't know, and the well, Bible I mean, doesn't I, say. God, okay? yeah, okay. The Bible doesn't say. Uh. Balaam served for hire and bestowed his blessings and curses, not necessarily as inspired to do so by God, but in response to the fees he was offered by those who wished to employ him. For this reason, the expression Balaamite is used to describe someone who uses religion primi- primarily as a money-making device. Oh. So, now, we, now I have to start using that. Yes. I was like, awesome. that is fucking fantastic because that's like a deep cut. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you like, fucking not only Balaamite. You, not only did you cut them, but you're like... you. You cut them with their own shit. Yeah. And, like, if they don't get it, then that's even funnier. Yeah. Because, like, whatever, dude. <laughs> You're a Balaamite. What? Exactly. <laughs> Balaamite says what? <laughs> yeah. So that finishes my um, covering of um, Asimov. Does that one finish strong? Yeah. yeah I like yeah, that yeah. one. That was good. We should just, like, end it right here, don't you think? Uh, well, I mean, I would like to. Oh yeah, we got to cover. Yeah, to say what I'm doing. Right, we got. I'm sorry. I, I wanted to end it so bad right there. No, I'm no, no, so we got to cover. Sorry. It. All right, I'm so sorry. No, that's all right. Um, next time we'll be finishing up the Book of Numbers, um, on pages 184 through 192. Okay. And those topics will be Baal, Pixa, Unicorn, the Daughters of Moab, and Gilead. All right. Okay. And I was right. Um, after that. That will finish the book of Numbers, and then after that, the following week, we will do the book of Deuteronomy, which is like 14 pages. Got it. So Got it. That's that. All right. Fucking so Balaamite. Down with the Balaamites. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end? But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. God, stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep, we have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? 
head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.